My name is James Rowlands, and I am a lifelong wrestling fan. In 2015, I started a podcast with my friend, Dan White, reviewing the WWE Network and seeing if it's worth the $9.99 a month. It was. And since then, every month, we watch the latest WWE pay-per-views, NXT, and now 205 Live. Still continuing our journey through the network, watching ECW, WCW, and all its classic content. Until we've watched it all, we are with you, and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And it is... The WNR one one eight or episodes one hundred and eighteen NXT Takeover Brooklyn Free Live. NXT needs Bobby Roode. The main event of TakeOver will be Bobby Roode versus Drew McIntyre for the NXT title. I am ready to defeat the undefeated Empress of Tomorrow. Nobody is ready for Oscar. No fear, no fear. What a night here in Brooklyn. Tonight, we write a new chapter. Now, we've already had the live kick-off, but thanks in part to a spreak of you uh, audio problems, shall we say. We have now released on SoundCloud, so everything is up and running there. Everything's back to normal, it's fine. Uh, and we start off NXT TakeOver. Before we do, we should talk about the kick-off panel, or the kick-off that they had, Dan. And they had Lita, Corey Graves, uh, Charlie Crusoe hosting, and Sam Johnson as well on there. A couple of guests... They had Neville and Big E, former NXT champions. That's quite a nice touch, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, we had uh, Kurt Angle Nakamura being interviewed by Renee Young backstage. Um, so we move and on. And Baron Corbin was on the kickoff panel. He as was. Well. Baron Corbin was the guest at the end. So we move on to the well. What better way to start the show than by a band doing the. Uh, the promo video, Dan. Is it who? What the band called? Uh, they're called Code Orange. And um, what do you think of them? I'm not really into this sort of head thrashing music. Yeah. The screamo. It's not really my thing. But yeah, whatever floats their boats. Yeah, and you know, he says uh, the female lead guitarist, and uh, it's certainly different. They're trying to make it feel like a a rock concert, aren't they? You know. They are indeed, yes. But anyway, the level of excitement for tonight is palpable. It is the biggest NXT takeover in history. Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Roode. NXT title, not only that, Oscar versus Ember Moon. And, I mean, tonight... <coughs> what? Alistair Black versus Hidawa Tami. Hidawa is going to be a great match for Uncle Sanity versus Authors of Pain. Uh, but what well, we should say, predictions, because we haven't talked about it yet. We do a prediction league. We do pay-per-view predictions, NXT predictions, bonus predictions. Uh, of course, the NXT predictions we do. There we go. So, yes, anybody that doesn't know, of course, we do it. And at the moment, Dan, 
We are, well, I'm free to up, I should say. I've won every single NXT one this year. You lost in San Antonio, but you've won in Orlando, Chicago. But the, the, the landscape changed, didn't it, the last pay-per-view, where you stopped my 20-event winning streak, and you're hoping to do the same for NXT TakeOver. Do you feel confident in your predictions tonight, Dan? Feeling slightly confident in my predictions, yeah. You know, hopefully it can... I could turn the favour back into my way and, uh, yeah, you know, make a change here. Well, let's see, because we're going to get started and Johnny Gagano coming out here and he's got a lot of fans in attendance. Dan, are you one of them? Wink. No, not really. <laughs> he's got the, uh, the wink. Johnny Wrestling. Well, what can Gagano do for you to uh, make him interesting? Put on an amazing match, really. Yeah? Yeah. Well, let's see if we've got high hopes. Of course, going to go against the three eleven boys. See, and let's open up the predictions then. So, Dan, start us off here tonight. Who have you gone for prediction-wise in this match, James? I have gone for my three eleven boy, CN. You've gone for CN three eleven boy. Uh, why is that? Any reasons behind that? Um. Well, they've kind of repackaged CN. You know, it's they've given him his bit of a heel turn. They've given him a manager. They be boosting him this much to have him lose all the time like he has been in the past. So, Well, Dan, I've got to say... Shit, that's a good prediction. Uh, <laughs> I completely agree with you. I've gone CN in this one as well. I mean, this is one of those I really wasn't sure about. Because usually with takeovers, and I thought this would be the first match, the good guy usually does go over, doesn't he? But it may be a case of too many good guys winning here tonight. With the new manager, of course, here can we forget about Vega in his corner? I mean, he does have the advantage here tonight, doesn't he, Dan? Uh, yes, he does indeed. Of course, this is Gagano's first NXT takeover since uh, breaking up with Chumper in May. As you see, the commentary team, Mario Ronaldo, his first NXT takeover event alongside Percy Jackson and, of course, Nigel McGuinness. Oh, Percy Watson, sorry. I'm not going to ask you to do it, Dan. You're not performing, Monkey. I'm not. No, no, you're not. It wasn't. It wasn't. So fine. Uh, so fine. What have you thought of the uh, the feud in this? I mean, this is pretty fine together, isn't it, these two men? Yeah, I think it is just a bit of a thrown-together match. You know, there's not really much history. There's not really much personal about this match. You know, I think the Ruby Riot. And uh, the iconic duo match is probably a bit more personal than this. Yeah, uh, well, we're going to see if they can uh, have a great match. Uh, we'll talk about the win-loss records here tonight of each. Johnny Gagano with DOI. He is one and four. <laughs> well, <laughs> almost as terrible as that, CN is uh, one and three. Oh, fucking hell. So, you know, both men looking to get their second... <laughs> take over yeah. victory it's definitely a battle of losers I mean we say that but all with DIY but a single can Gagano break that and get the victory this is what I was thinking about maybe Johnny Wrestling he doesn't interest me as much but then again he's a little bit late for me on the independent scene where I was watching do you know what I mean and the success he has and he's come to NXT now so a bit like Roderick Strong I think they're going to have to work a little bit harder for me uh, in this match but I mean Sorry, it's the dancing referee as well, officiating. Yes, it is. Yeah, I hope some great technical wrestling here. CN, now they're going to start off with the uh, just, just trading wrestling. There's one thing CN can do. He's been around NXT a very long time now, hasn't he? You know? Yeah, do you reckon it's worth him staying on NXT? Because if he does move up, 
I think he'd get lost in the shuffle. I think so as well, because he hasn't got like a really defined character yet, as in, I think no. that's what Vega kind of brings to the table, helps him out in that way, and hopefully see a bit more per- how good he is wrestling. You know, we've seen in his takeover matches, uh, how hard hitting and uh, just really great he can be, but it's just personality-wise. A bit like Gagana, now he's split with Chumpa. I mean, do you think they should have split up DIY? I don't know. I don't think they should have done. I thought that was quite a good tag team. They had a few losses, you know, as you mentioned, four and one. <laughs> so, you know, Chompers probably half to lost record as well. Um, I know he was Johnny Wrestling and he was a single star before he came into NXT. But I thought they worked well together. Yeah, I think they did. I think they're a really good team. And I think the shock value of there was, and it's a shame with Chompers' injury, they couldn't carry on with the storyline. But I think DIY deserved their chance. And like we say, they kept the almost men, weren't they? And they should have uh, really got that victory over Authors of Pain. No, CN's an almost man. <laughs> well, should have gone with the titles. And this is again, CN is an important night for him. What I would like to see with Gagano, if I was maybe like booking him, would be trying to get that loser role right in NXT. They've tried it with like Ty Dillinger. They didn't end the story right with him. Do you know what I mean? With Gagano, if he... W- to lose tonight and then Chumper came back and look it's your fault you're the reason DIY kept losing you know you can't win the big one and then eventually Chumper versus Gagano maybe for even for the NXT title you know it's what they could do with Gagano because if he was to go up as a single star now on Raw even on two, maybe on 205 Live it might work but on Raw and Smackdown like we say he just wouldn't get the time would he you know didn't they wrestle on 205 uh, Gagano was in the CWC tournament alongside Chump, so Gagano could, in fact, do it. Do you think he's better off in 205? I think he would be, yeah. But then again, you know, in 205 Live, they've got a lot of faces. So for him to go down to 205 Live and then, you know, Chomper to show up and say, look. Well, this is another reason why uh, CN kind of needs a victory as well, doesn't he? You know, because uh, he could be quite a good heel catch. And Gagano. If they're going to go facey, go facey. You know, like I said, you need a good balance of good guys and bad guys. And I think a Champa Gagano feud kind of evens that out a little bit. And CN, I think he, that's why he needs the victory more, you know. But who can he feud with? Apart from. Well, he could be. Gagano. If. If. if uh, McIntyre was to win, right? Then he could. CN could be the stopgap feud. In between, you know, because Rude and Strong will have their little feud as well. And then lead to the next takeover, maybe a triple threat match or even a fatal four-way. And get behind CN in that way, because, you know what I mean? But with his, you think Hideo Itami would be a more viable heel? Well, this is the question. I think Itami's character at the moment, we're going to get onto that in a little bit. I think it's the best I've seen Itami in NXT. And I think he would be a great challenger uh, for McIntyre. But I think Itami... Still needs to a little bit more work to do. Do you know what I mean? I think he's, he's still got a chance. And if we talk about year-end predictions, Itami, I think, is my NXT champion for the year-end. So that is the only one I can Bold remember. Cool. I can well, the only one I can remember right now. But in this match, I mean, it's kind of a slow start, isn't it, Dan? You know, it is. Yeah, you know, both men trading wrestling moves. I don't think it's got off to a high start. But I wasn't. No disrespect to these two guys, but I wasn't expecting too much from this match anyway. Yeah, exactly. It was a little bit, uh, like we say, thrown together uh, on the card. I think it's you... a good way to warm us in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a, uh, a kick-off match, isn't it? You know? uh, yes, and uh, one of your favourite moves, a double close iron taking 
Each man out, both men lying down on the mat. Oh, Vega checking on her man at ringside, of course, the former Thea Trinidad. Shen's getting back to it. And there's a few uh, Gagano signs in the house here tonight. Shen with the forearms going to take Gagano down. Gagano responding, and so now it's a yay nay punches. Oh, Gagano winning this duel, is he? But you can see Sien's not visibly bigger than Gagano. He is, but it's not, it's not helping him with low strikes. And Gagano doing well and knocking Sien down. Make that twice, no. Gagano going for the pin. Sien rolls out the way. Oh, gets caught with a kick to the head, though. Gagano's starting to get a bit of steam behind him. Yep. Sien backs up to the corner. Oh, Gagano comes in, but Sien throws him over the top. Oh, here comes Sien. Is it? Oh. Oh, well, Gagano landed and slingshot himself through the second rope to take out the oncoming CN. Well, that might be it now. He's got him one, two. Oh! CN with a kick out. Ah. Gagano feeling his left arm. CN's trying to work over it as we see a replay of the spear with Gagano back in. But yeah, CN's definitely got the size advantage in this. I mean, if we talk about keys to victory, Dan, what does uh, CN have to do if he wants to beat Gagano? Um, well, you know, just use his size to his advantage, pressure him. You know, and so that's going to go in his favour and he can absorb a lot more punishment from the smaller guy. Yeah, <laughs> talk about receiving punishment for the smaller guy. Sien tried to call Spider-Man trick, didn't he, on the second rope. And then he got caught with a super kick by Gagano, flying the outside. Gagano followed him with a suicide dive. Ooh. <laughs> now he throws Sien back in. Sien stands up. Gagano's hopped over the top rope, hit Sien with a DDT as he was coming <laughs> over the top rope. Well, can he get him now? Going to go for the cover. Two. Oh. Kick out. Oh. God, I can't believe it. Looks like he's busted his mouth open a little bit as well. So what's uh, Johnny Gagano got to do to put CN down then? Well, it's his thing. He's got to use his speed as his advantage. He knows that. He's got the toughness and durability. We've seen it in the DIY days. And he's got to be innovative. I can't say that Innovative. Word. Exactly. That's what he's got to be, Dan. He's got to try something a little bit different. To put and a distraction for Vega. Try and use that to his advantage, maybe. Uh, as he picks up CM, but he can't. Oh, no. Oh, CM with the backslide, though. Misses a big kick, but gets a bit of a backdrop on him. And CM throwing Gagano over the top rope. Oh, Gagano tried to spear himself back in, but CM caught him. And just slammed him face first into the mat. Uh-oh. Sitting up on the top rope. Uh-oh. Oh! Like a reverse DDT off the top. Two. Gagano managing to get his shoulder up at two. Two. And CN can't believe it now. And now it's heating up a little bit. You can feel it's a takeover. The fans are into it. We're getting into it. That was kind of like a, a Salida del Sol type manoeuvre as well. Oh, vicious by saying, like I say... I can't complain about his offence and what I've seen with the strikes and the moves he can do. We know he's a great wrestler. It's just getting it all to click together. And this is why NXT is a development league as well, isn't it? You can uh, train in these guys who will be the future stars of the company if they can get them right. <clears throat> as CN sets Gagano up to the top now. Oh, a big slap across the chest, knocking Gagano down. But not out, Dan. And that's the important thing for Gagano in this match to keep in it. He's still in it by the skin of his teeth, though. And now CN looks like he's smirking, Dan. No, he's just got a grin on his face. He's not got a cigarette in his gut. Now he's going to go for the suplex. No, Gagano blocking. Still blocking now. <laughs> Punches. Oh, but headbutt by Gagano. And CN's tiltering now. Oh, a slap across the chest. What's Gagano looking to do? He's taking his time. He is, but maybe sunset flip or powerbomb. Here we go. 
Oh! Oh, but Sien managed to backflip to flip out of it. <laughs> Hits him with a spinning back elbow. And now is he in the position for the double knees for Sien? No! Oh, Gagano manages to get up, meet him with an inseguri. Oh. Not CM for six, but gets hip tossed straight into the turnbuckles. And well. now he's in the opposite corner. Oh, here comes CN. No! Oh. Gagano again! Dodges. Yeah. CN goes for the clothesline. Gagano now head scissors, and he got him in a position. Oh, oh submission. Gagano's beating many a man with this. Come on, CN, get to the fucking bottom rope. It doesn't matter if CN wins or not. Oh, no. Gagano rolls him back to the middle, though. With CN tap. Oh, no. He's gone for the roll-up. Oh, look at the... Oh, yes. Throws him into the corner. (laughs) Come on, CN. Do it for the 311, boys. Double knees. Huge knee. He's going to go for the underhook. No, he's going to go for the pin. One, two. And the heart on Johnny Johnny, Johnny Giugiano. (laughs) And the heart on Johnny Gagano there, and he manages to kick out. Uh, well, Vega can't believe it. Cien can't believe it. I can't believe it. Gagano showed his toughness. And the fans chanting as well. What an unbelievable start to take over. Now Cien trying to put Gagano away. Vega saying to him what to do. Uh-oh. Should have gone Gagano. Cien pointing for the end. And look at this. Vicious knee strikes. And he's playing with him, and he's got to put him away. The knee strikes. Like we said, we know the punishment Gagano can take. Oh! oh catches with CM with a super kick. CM goes clothesline, but dodging. And, oh! Gets another super kick. He rocks him. And now Gagano picking CN up. Oh! <laughs> just throws him like a javelin into the second turnbuckle and the second turnbuckle was like a javelin catcher JR oh, I wanted it to be a perfect score now Gagano hyping up in the corner oh wait a minute Vega throwing a t-shirt and what's a t-shirt DIY oh CM catches him unawares drop kick is it going to be the underhook DDT yes CN one two Three. <laughs> Thank you, Vega. Uh, uh, prick. <laughs> <laughs> so CN gets the victory, and why I thought Vega would play a part in this match as well, because uh, wow, unbelievable! I think a massive victory, and DIY comes back to haunt Gargano yet again. Damn, with that T-shirt in the ring. What do you think of the match? I thought it was a bloody good match, to be honest. You know, it started off a bit slow, picked up towards the middle and the end, and yeah, you know, it was. I don't, I'm not one for managers and distractions, but I think that was perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Throwing the DIY t shirt <laughs> at him, you know, and him, you know, Gagano was all confused, gets hit by CN, finishes him off. Perfect, yeah. I honestly thought during the uh, submission Gagano had on him in the middle of the ring. That it was over and done with. But CN did well. 311 boy comes through. And that does mean we start NXT TakeOver with a point a P Stan. Woo! But a very good start. And uh, it heated up a lot towards the end. Fair play. Brilliant, brilliant. As we see in the crowd as well. Oh, look who's looking on. Maybe spotting for talent. Daniel Bryan and Kurt Angle, Dan. 
And uh, the iconic duo are chatting to Daniel Bryan. Yeah, no way Jose there. Roderick Strong sitting next to Kurt Angle, who's up in the rafters at the moment as we go backstage and we see the man. Is it his moment? Drew McIntyre here at NXT TakeOver. Possibly the new NXT champion. Well, very interesting. Up next, it is the NXT Tag Team titles, and it is All for the Pain versus Sanity. And it is also time for a shirt change. So it's the All for the Pain versus Sanity for the NXT Tag Team titles, and let's have a look at the promo. The Book of Dominance has opened. Foretold the fall of past champions. Authors of pain have won the Dusty Tag Team Classic. And the authors of pain bulldoze their way to the titles. A prophecy fulfilled. A blanket of dominance covers NXT. This is pure devastation. Complete and utter destruction. Accept the dominance. Accept the song. Accept the pain. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa. That's Nikki Cross. Why is Nikki Cross out here? Oh, oh and whoa, whoa, whoa. insanity. Oh. Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf laying waste. The horses of pain walk right by Nikki Cross. Here's the showdown. Charge! Whoa, oh, whoa, whoa! It's Eric Young! I can't believe what I'm seeing here! Wait, zip time! No, no, no! Meanwhile, Sanity's members killed the day! Alexander Wolf just laying waste to Akam! There is Razor on the outside, cannot move! Akam is completely helpless right now! The NXT Tag Team Champion, they've never been treated this way! Chaos always wins. Wow, so Dan, what did you think of the promo? I thought it was a good bit of build-up between the two. He's trying to put Sanity over as a very good competitor for the dish known as Authors of Pain. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's the biggest threat Authors of Pain have faced here. Oh, and Corey Graves coming out to do the commentary for this match as well. I guess a special moment for the uh, hometown boy. So anyway, uh, we're talking about, I mean, yeah, great. Corey Graves is here. Well, James, it's great to be here, joined by Corey Graves. Myself and Maro Manalo have been talking about this moment all night long. Well, we are having the NXT Tag Team titles now. Uh, <laughs> we're saying, are Sanity the biggest threat Authors of Pain have seen? Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. they've got the numbers in their corner. Easy Nikki Cross. They've got... 
Eric Young, the monster Killian Dane, and Alexander Wolfe as well. Well, you make a good case for sanity. Team, you didn't rate that much, but I think you're liking them more and more each week, aren't you? Well, they're starting to become what I thought they could be. Yes, yeah, and this is the thing. Is, is this the sanity you wanted, Dan? I think it's the sanity that everyone wanted. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted them to be a destructive force and I wanted them to kick ass. Yeah. You know, like the shield, you know, like a, a dark version of the shield, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, or, or a better booked Wyatts, if you yeah. know what I mean, yeah. Well, or anyway. A cross between the shield and the Wyatts. A cross between the shield or the Shires. <laughs> so, anyway. James, who have you gone for? In this NXT Tag Team Championship match. I struggled with a few matches, but not this one. I know they're trying to build up Sanity as a threat, but I don't think, I keep saying but, I don't think they will be. Because I have gone Authors of Pain. Of pain because the Authors of Pain haven't let me down yet. Dan, who have you gone for in this match, my friend? Well, James, he's not I'm a big fan of the Authors of Pain. <laughs> As I'm wearing their t-shirt as we speak. And I'm wearing the sanity top, yeah. And I think the numbers game could hinder the Authors of Pain in their title reign. Ooh. And having a returning Eric Young back could go in Sanity's favour. But I too have gone for Authors of Pain. Authors of Pain. What does that say, believe it? War is our peace, yeah. No, it's exactly the same thing. Like, you try and build... Sun it up to be a, a a viable threat, but I just don't think it is. And then again, Eric Young and Nicky Cross might make something happen at ringside, but I still think a calm and Razor are the toughest, you know, tag team going. You know, um, and we, we speak about both teams though. Sanity, we should say Young is one and one at takeovers, even though he won't be competing. And Sanity is a team who've only competed once, and that was in Orlando versus Ono. Uh, Dillinger and Ruby Riot as Paul Ellen brings out the office pain. Look at them, they're in uh, in Batman gear. <laughs> wow, they look scary. Um, <laughs> well, the Office of Pain have had three title defences, obviously won them all because they're still champions. They're 4 and 0 at takeovers, and they won the titles 28th of January against DIY. At San Antonio. Yeah. So, I'd like to say, also playing to be dominant for the whole year now. And this is going to be a killer confrontation. I can't wait in it. Neither can them. Neither can they. And of course, let's not forget, Calm's the one with a tattoo. Um, and Razor's with Dane at the moment. And Alexander Wolf's probably put the smallest man, uh, size-wise, even though he's probably got a little bit of height. And he started the tornado as first. And it looks like Calm's just sent Alexander Wolf over the top. And now... Uh, Teaming up, killing Dane. I mean, and this is what you got to do, really. You talk about uh, keys to victory in this match. You know, the Office Pain, they've just got to be doing what they do. Oh, but wait a minute. Eric Young going underneath the ring. And there's this... Oh, he's got a table, Dan. Eric Young has got out a table here at TakeOver. And this is broken down. Referee's counting. Well, it's not yet officially begun yet. Got to get me under control. Well, if they can take out a member of the Office of Pain before this match starts... Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, Eric Young saying to Alexander Wolfe, there he is. Oh! Oh, no, but I can't manage to fight out and get away from Wolfe. Or can he take down the leader, maybe? And there's uh, uh, Razor getting his breath back. Is this match a start now? Here we go. They've rang the bell. And Killian Dane's still down on the outside. But like you say, Sanity, three members at ringside. 
But look at the strength. <laughs> yeah, but having Paul Ellering in your corner, is that not as valuable as having Eric Young and Nicky Cross in your ear? Well, exactly. And we've seen it on Friday night, where WWE SummerSlam 25 years ago. Ellering came out on a motorbike, Legion of Doom, you know? 25 years later, Dan, what's he doing? He's coming out with the AOP. Exactly. The, the, this generation, if they get it right, this generation's... Legion of Doom, and I say I don't say that lightly either, you know. Legion of Doom, authors of pain. I know exactly. It's got the same beat to it, and Ellery knows this. It's kind of a similar meaning as well. But the question is that: Will the authors of pain at this moment time, if they were to lose to Sanity in a couple of months, go up the main roster? Would they be? I don't think they would. No. No. Why? I, I, I think their size goes with them. We've not seen a tag team like this for a long, long while. So, you know, I think they could utilise them. Well, it could just come to their size as well, yeah. you know, like... Well, their sheer dominance as well. It's not just their size. They are bloody good at what they do in the ring. Yeah, and but... Eric Young's just tagged his way into this match. Well, using the free... I mean, Killian Dane wasn't ready. I mean, Killian Dane never got off the open, so Eric Young has. And now he's on the outside with a calm. Does this change the way our predictions go? Well, at the moment, Eric Young... Like I said, one and one at takeover. <laughs> I thought a car was going to go follow him to the outside, but Wolf stopped it. And now Razar takes out Wolf, beating him down at ringside. I mean, all hell's broken loose in this match so far. It really has, and the referee's got no control. And Eric Young, crazed look. Dragging Razar over the barricade. Well, if Eric Young takes away Razar, then a calm. No, that's a. Uh, yeah, calm and Eric Young, and Razar's by himself. It'd be in a 3-1 situation. But Akam's just reversed Eric Young. <laughs> thrown him into the barricade. Goes to charge towards him, but Young moves out of the way. Akam hits nothing but barrier. No, no, they're coming back to ringside. This is just crazy at the moment. The Officer Payne are beating up three men. <laughs> this is how dominant they are, you know? I know Dane trying to get Alexander Wolf to his feet, and Eric Young beat down Akam, and Razar gets the... Uh, Oh, Akam throws, uh, throws Young up onto Razar's shoulder <laughs> and he gets slammed down. Well, that was good. <laughs> and like we said, the Officer Payne have impressed these past few months. They've had great matches and uh, they've carried their weight in it, you know. And, and even in this one, they're still having a good match at this moment in time. You know, it's incredible yeah. to think, guys, these sides. And look at the replay. Look at the power. <laughs> And I think they work brilliantly together as well. They really do. They are like brothers. Well, standing there in Birmingham at Brighton with a member of Author of Pain in front of you and the sheer size of them, James. Oh, damn. Wow, big fuckers. Man mountain. And I said, you the man! And then you shake yourself because yeah, he looks at you. Punch me, yeah. <laughs> he's going to eat me. Ooh, he's a big man, daddy. Oh, he's a big man. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this in the build-up to this match who would be the heels, who would be the faces. And in this match, you would say maybe Eric Young is turning into like the kind of the good guy in this. Could Wolf's playing two and one, and uh, Wolf's not had his way. I mean, Eric Young's been in this match now, you would say, past five minutes or so, he's still trying to fight out. And every time he does, he just gets stopped. Do you think it's a big mistake substituting himself in for Killian Dane? It might be. It might be in the end, but... At the moment, I'm not sure how any of these matches are going to go, you know. So, it wouldn't surprise me if Sanity were to walk out as 
tag team champions, you know, with Alexander Wolf taking him down. But yeah, I think with Day not in there, it protects him, you would say, wouldn't it, you know? I think out of everybody in this group with Nicky Cross, I think Dane's the guy you're going to think is going to have more chances on the main roster. Well, Dane was the one that went against Drew for the number one contendership match in the first place to get McIntyre to where he is today. Exactly, amen to that. And also, he was in the... Uh, oh, fuck, I can't believe I'm going to say it. He's in the Andre Giant Royal Battle Royal as well, wasn't he? You know. So, so, so the only person he has been stopped by... <laughs> Is the only person that Jinder Mahal has so far only been stopped yeah, by. Yeah, exactly. He's What's his name? Button. I don't know. I haven't got the beat button. Mojo but... Rawley. Shut up. Uh, A member up. of the Hope Bros. And Ray Zar wearing down Eric Young. Eric Young fighting a submission. I don't, I'm not sure the fans know how to react to this one as well. You know what I mean? We've seen it here. Who's going to cheer for, really? Well, you know, as you say, they're both supposed to be heels. I think the way that Sanity started off this match, you know, Eric Young going for a table, looking to try and injure for pain, throwing him over the barricade, he's still displaying his heel tendencies. And, you know, I just don't think you can classify authors of pain as heels just for being dominating. They're just doing yeah. what they're supposed to be doing. Well, this is the thing. This is meant to be Ellering. This is where Ellering comes in as well to kind of explain more what they're doing, you know, be a dominant team, but, you know, the reasons of the characters as well. They make a great team, but individually, you know, I still don't know a lot of a little bit of a mystery. Nah, well, this is like a modern-day LOD. Yeah. I, and, I will... you know, we've said it time and time again, and what was LOD? They were faces. Yeah, and uh, but Eric Young has just avoided Razar's impact there, and can he finally get the tag to Alexander Wolf? Yes, he can. Wolf comes charging in. Oh, takes out a calm with a big kick. Turns his attention. Managing to take the big man down twice. Oh, third time with a big bicycle kick. Yeah, it was. A bicycle yeah, it was. Kick. I mean, Alexander Wolf going absolutely crazy in there. And now the other Wolf is a pain. A calm comes in to stop him. Oh, oh it was. It was going against Razar. Yeah. And he got suplexed over. And now Wolf's trying a German suplex. Razor, but he can't. Oh! oh delivers an elbow, manages to weaken him up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Wolf's going absolutely batshit crazy. Come on, Wolfie. He's going to go to the top. Can he win the tag team titles for Sanity here? Shout insanity. Oh! Oh, big clothesline takedown there off the top rope. Goes for the cover. Two. Oh. oh but a calm in to save his brother. I mean, we've seen it hundreds of times, like you say, coming in to save him. Just at the, in, in the nick of time. That's what makes all the team. That's what makes all the pain. Such a great team. As the Karma Rays are coming in, numbers advantage again, even though they are numerically down. They've used it here in this match. And, oh! oh. A neck breaker powerbomb combo. Oh! I thought that had finished Wolf <laughs> off, but he's got some tenacity and he managed to kick out. Ah, well, fair play to Alexander Wolf. They're showing his toughness after coming in and making a diff. He's a nutty cunt and all. <laughs> and now it's Razar back in. The calm's going to set him up on his shoulders. Oh, my word. A second rope powerbomb, perhaps. Yeah, and oh! <laughs> a hurricane runner sending a calm off. Oh, he... Lowbridge's. No, sorry, Lowbridge's a calm sending Rezar off. Lowbridge's a calm out of the ring. 
And Ray Zahn now's in there. And Eric Young looking for the... By Alexander Wolf. Oh! Running neck breaker. Yeah, huge neck breaker there by Young. Going to go to the top maybe for the elbow. I can't believe this. No. What? <laughs> no. Oh. oh. Ray Zahn managing to get what? to the top rope and crutch Eric Young. No. What? What? No. No. And Ray Zahn to the top with Young. Going for a superplex, but Young holding on for dear life. What? No. And Ray Zahn trying to hold him down. But the power. Oh. Power bombs his own man. Well, he wanted to powerbomb Eric Young over as well, but Nicky Cross held on to Eric Young. On the outside, Razor pushes Alexander Wolf away. Oh! Young with the elbow off the top. Goes for a cover on Razor. Oh, and a calm again, last second. <sighs> I thought that was over then. <sighs> Is that table still set up outside? Anyway, Eric Young, can't believe the referee didn't count to three. Dane's got hold of uh, Wolf. Someone's going to get kicked off the side of the ring yeah. through that table. Here comes Eric Young now. Is it a suicide dive? Oh! oh. Taking out Razor. And here comes Wolf. Uh, here comes Young. Yeah, here comes Wolf. <laughs> Fucking hell. Throws his body through. Takes out Razor. Yeah, he comes over the other side. I'm sorry. He takes out Razor. He doesn't care. Look at Nikki Cross. Go on, love. Well, the fans want it. She's not happy. Oh, my God. Ellering doesn't want it, though. Oh. Ellering crosses on, is it? Ellering pointing a finger. Who looks better in leather? Well, <laughs> Nikki Cross doesn't care. Ellering's distracting ref cause, so she can't see, so we can't see it. Oh. Gets caught by a calm, jumping off the top. Here comes Dane. Oh. Oh, cross bodies, cross. <laughs> and a calm through the table. Oh, my God. Referee didn't see anything. Well, that's two members of Sanity down. But more importantly, that's a member of Authors of Pain. And now, is this the advantage they wanted? Oh, my God. Eric Young trying Trying to get Razar back into the ring. And Eric Young looking for the tag. Oh, my. This is it. Sanity going to do it. No. What? (laughs) What? No. No. Should have gone Sanity in this one. Because Alexander Wolf is going to set him up. He saw it before the net breaker. Oh! Hits it. One, two, three. Oh my god. Sanity have beaten all for the pain here tonight, and I gotta tell you, I didn't see that one coming. Dan, Eric Young gets a victory. What's your thoughts? <laughs> what? No! Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> Uh, I really didn't see that one coming, and well, uh, well, on my predictions, James, what was the last one I was stuck on? The only match I was stuck on was this. Ain't that a kick in the teeth? Well, you should have gone sanity. And James, who's my tag team champions on my year-end predictions? Yeah, but it won't be the year-end for the pain will respond by November. I thought it was a bloody good match, very chaotic, I'm not too sure on... The way they played off the distraction, Ellering distracting the referee from his own men getting injured. I don't see how that one quite pans out. But, you know, the way it finished, yeah, it was great. You know, they managed to take one guy out. They used the numbers to their advantage. But Ellering distracting the referee so his own men can get hurt. 
doesn't really make sense. No, but I think it was. Uh, I think it's definitely an enjoyable match. Don't get me wrong. You know, even though the finish like was quite surprising, especially when he hit the three. You're like, oh fucking hell. Uh, but I think DIY, DIY maybe should have had that moment. You know, fair play to Sanity coming through and getting it done. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, it was it was a big moment. Like I say, been champion since January, and we have new NXT t- t- champions. And, and the question is now, are we going to have any more champions change hands? Will it be a night where, you know what I mean, uh, Rude and Oscar should be careful? I mean, Sanity have done something that Noble thought they could do. And wait a minute. And it's Carlo Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish. Taking out both members of Sanity. And then, yeah, uh, Superstar Shake Up after Takeover, off the pain will go. Because we talked about Fish. Bobby Fish. And we talked about O'Reilly. And look at this double teaming the kicks. This is definitely a statement by these two men. Well, they think they want to pick a fight with the Authors of Pain, though. Well, they're not the biggest guys, but they're tough as hell. Red Dragon, as we were known. And this is quite the statement. What a hectic ten minutes it's been. <laughs> wow, a suplex over, kick to the back of the head of Eric Young, certainly making a statement to the brand spanking new NXT champions. And Bobby Fish is going to be one to watch. Takeover, fucking fair play. Total change, didn't think was going to happen. And then O'Reilly and Fish come out here and put beating on these two teams as well. They're not over yet. It's got him a sleeper. <laughs> got him in a sleeper. One goes high, the other goes low. Definitely making a statement. Well, and we said in the kickoff, rumours about an NXT faction with Ring of Honor. Uh, a Ring of Honor faction. In NXT, we might have seen it here right now. Unbelievable, Dan. Any thoughts on this? Bobby Fish. Uh, wow, a statement was made. He's an ugly cunt, isn't he? Well, yeah, like stop looking German. in the mirror. <laughs> so, what else could happen here at TakeOver? You know, it's been quite unbelievable so far. We're uh, only two matches in. We're only two matches in. Unbelievable. Uh, but prediction-wise, we didn't get point. Perfect score is not on. So it's one point apiece. But at least we're losing together. As we've got three more matches. And, uh, well, in the crowd we see Neville, who tomorrow night will be going for Cruiserweight title. And who else do we see, Dan? We saw Shinsuke Nakamura, who will be going for the heavyweight champ- oh, for WWE Championship. And he was joined by um, Kalisto. Kalisto. Kalisto was there. As we see, our next match is Hideo Tami vs. Alistair Black. Dan needs a uh, shirt change as we go to that. Uh, and, of course, we see Bobby Roode backstage getting ready for the huge title match. Get a tape. Be- beautiful T-shirt he's got on. Uh, and the NXT title in the background. But what an interesting matchup. Itami versus Black is scheduled to be. Wait a minute here. We're talking about people joining the commentary. Oh. <laughs> And uh, we are getting joined by good old JR. Well, good old JR's already here. He's a little bit annoyed that uh, the old JR is there. But looks like he's going to call. Looks like he's going to call some action here as he joins the uh, three-man team. Graves is gone. JR's here. Is this going to happen to every match? Like we're going to have a woman coming out for the uh, <laughs> the Oscar Ember Moon match? Well, James, it's great to be here, joined by the legend that is Jim Ross, Hall of Famer. 
Here comes Hideo Itami, and we've certainly seen a different side of Itami in recent times. And for me, it's been great. Dan, what have you thought of Itami's attitude change? Uh, yeah, you know, he's he's certainly seemed devastating since he uh, went to town on Only Lorkin <laughs> and hit him with a fair few GTSs. He went up against Cassius Ono, deposited of him quite easily. Yeah, well, he, he beat the hell out of him, didn't he, really, yeah. in the end. The GTS to the stairs, you know, former friend doing that to him. At the time, he kind of snapped, uh, you know, uh, since, I would say, in uh, since TakeOver, because at the time, he's 2-1, and one, and he lost at the last TakeOver, not last, yeah, last TakeOver in May, versus Bobby Roode, and I think that changed something in him, and I think it is a better side to what we've seen. But what about your man, Alistair Black? Uh, Alistair Black, this is his second TakeOver event. He beat CN, the 311 boy, in his debut at Orlando TakeOver. Well, how are they treating Alistair Black? Are you happy with the treatment of your man? I am very happy with the treatment of Alistair Black. You know, they've certainly started to build him up to be a bit of a monster. And, yeah, you know, that's definitely what I want to see of him. And he sits where he likes. He does. He sits where he wants, doesn't he, Alistair Black? And, uh, like I say, the the build-up to this is... Get together, we saw before Alistair Black uh, match versus Carla Riley. Uh, Tommy was there asking for respect. Black, Black Mass Kiss, uh, Black Max, can't talk. Black Mass Kick knocked a Tommy out. So Alistair Black's got a point to prove. Uh, Tommy's got a point to prove because he's going to be angry by that. And as we fade to Black, and uh, Alistair Black's getting played to the ring live by Code Orange. Well, you don't get played out, do you, really? They're playing out black. Do you like that entrance? I don't like Code Orange. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes against black, but he's coming out. But he is, what you say, a cool motherfucker, isn't he? You know? He is, yeah. And uh, I'm glad I've picked him to be my new guy. <laughs> and the grungy woman is wearing the exact same T-shirt that I am. Yeah, the grungy man is wearing the same t-shirt as a grungy woman, you would say. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you want to put things, but with a serious look on his face, Alistair Black is making his way to the ring. All right, Dan, so we do the best bit now, predictions. Let me guess, who have you gone for in this match? Well, James, he's done me well so far. I've gone for my guy, Hideo, it's uh, <laughs> Alistair Black. <laughs> Black. For a second there, I thought, well, I have gone for uh, Alistair Black in this one because you always bet on Black, as someone told me. I can't remember who it was, but... Is he a handsome, well-hung guy? <laughs> no, he's not. He... And Alistair Black rolls in the ring and he, he sits where he wants and he's here to put Atami down and... 
who could blame her? I mean, like we say, how tough has Alistair Black been since being here? You know, he's been fantastic. And Atami wants some. And I think it's going to be a tough confrontation here tonight. Can't wait till the bell rings. We've never seen Black this worked up, have we, really? No, you know, he's normally calm, keeps his head about him. Is this going to put him off his game? Well, we're going to find out soon as the bell rings. I think these two men are just going to run at each other. Ready? Here we go. <laughs> Boom. Both men going for a big boot. Oh, oh. twice. <laughs> but Black there starting to get the upper hand. Goes for a kick across the chest, but both men exchanging kicks, ducking them, dodging each other's. Oh, brilliant. Nip up by... Uh... Alistair Black and Atami responds with a boot and now the head clashing. Yeah, exactly. And now, oh, but Alistair Black gets a uh, gets off to a good start. Oh, looking to dive, <laughs> springboards off the second rope and just sits in the middle of the ring waiting for Hideo Atami to <sighs> attempt to attack him. Well, Atami comes in with a kick but gets caught again by Black. Oh, and gets caught with a kick to the chest. Black takes Atami down and now Atami up and he's trying to get his breath back a little bit as well. Oh. Atami going for the strike, Black catches him. Oh, spinning back elbow there and a few kicks and knees from Black. Goes for the cover. Two. Oh. But Atami managing to kick out. Oh. Well, I think Atami in this match, if he wants to win, he needs to kind of avoid what Black is doing now. That's build any momentum up with the kicks. We saw that he had with Black just, just wearing him down and Atami can accomplish that. Let's not forget Atami, the innovator of the GTS, had so much success before for coming to NXT. He's been injury hit as it is and I think Atami can beat Black here tonight. I think that you shouldn't count out Atami completely. And what do you think uh, Tyler Black, Tyler Black, what do you think Alistair Black needs to do if he wants to win? How <laughs> dare you fucking insult him by confusing him with Tyler fucking Breeze for starters. For fuck's sake. Couldn't be two more different fucking characters. Uh, wait a minute. Atami just kicks Black on the top rope and going to the top now. Oh! Oh! And a beautiful uh, leg drop. Now, can he keep Tommy down? No, he doesn't want to go into the punches. Sorry, Dan, you were saying about Black. I lost my train of thought there. I just got all angry when you mentioned Tyler fucking Breeze. What was your question about Black? <laughs> what does he have to do if he wants to win this? Uh, he has to keep his head about him, realise, you know, this is probably going to be one of his toughest matches to date. You know, just try not to let this overwhelm him. Try not to get sucked into Hideo Itami's, you know, more kind of like a more intense game plan now. And just try to stick to what he does. And, uh, yeah, oh, he's busted open early on as well. Well, Itami's roughing up uh, a black. Seems he's got a submission there, trying to squeeze his head. The grinding of the nose, looks like the nose, yeah, a little bit of blood coming from there. Referee's got the gloves on, though, just checking it, making sure he's okay to go. But it's going to stop the breathing, isn't it? And the timing, that's what he's trying to do. Try and wear Black down. Is Black fighting out of this now? No. Oh. Turns Black inside out of a big knee to the midsection. <laughs> Kick to the back of Black. Well, Atami now is uh, in control of this match. And this is, kind of thought, this is kind of what we thought the way it would... This is kind of the way we thought it would go. At this moment in time, you know, Tommy wearing it down, Black coming back. But, I mean, it's a tougher test each week for Alistair Black. Like we said, there's hundreds of people wanting to challenge him as well in NXT. And uh, seeing like Robbie Fish earlier, they're still going to have problems with Black because they beat them both, didn't they, you know? So, yeah. You know, is it going to hinder them going into 
to try and take on Santi or Authors of Pain for the NXT Tag Team Championships? Well, this is the thing. You know, it's enemies, isn't it, for Alistair Black, first and foremost. It's uh, the people who, you know, he's got a target in his back now. And even though not, he might not be the champion, having that kind of undefeated streak, we've just seen the Authors of Pain undefeated go away. Black now needs to keep that going uh, if he wants to kind of be taken seriously in NXT. We talked about the, who he can feud with as well. There's not that many options at the moment, is there? You know, maybe CN, but I think we've seen uh, Black versus CN before. And oh, look at, oh, today oh, retired me there with a bit of a cocky attitude. He was going for some knee strikes, pulls down his knee pad, looked to be going for a third knee strike to the head of Alistair Black, who just steps over him and just back heels him in the head. And then he sits on the mat just like Alistair Blackwood. Well, that is something to behold that Atami can do that against Alistair Black. And he's made Black bleed here and, oh, catches him with a beautiful DDT. Can he get him down? Two. Oh, but Black managing to kick out. Oh, and Black's quite lucky, though, isn't he? Because he's... Uh, sorry, Atami's quite lucky, though, because... Not only has he faced Alistair Black at TakeOver, he's also faced my man, Bobby Roode, at TakeOver. So he's quite lucky with his opponents, really. Kind of slowed it down so far. How would you book Black? I mean, where would you put him next after this, you know? If he's going to win tonight, where would you want to see him come like WrestleMania time? I'd like to see him challenging for the NXT Championship, maybe looking at a move up to the main roster. I mean, you know, not all wrestlers have to go through the NXT title to move up to the main roster. Yeah, that, that is true, you know, and uh, maybe too soon for some people, like Apollo Crews or maybe Matai Dillinger's finding out now. But I think, yeah, Alistair Black's got kind of got that character where he was <laughs> to debut on Raw. A bit like GPD, you know, he would definitely find his place there. GPD last week beating down R-Truth. Wow, man, that's a big accomplishment for well, him. he's faced Finn Balor, hasn't he, since being on Raw, so... Oh, and we talk about that. Alistair Black coming back in this match. Bleeding full of nose, but hits the kick on Atami, getting that submission. Big Irish right there, throwing Atami into the corner. Springboard off the second rope. Hits him with a lovely moonsault. Goes Ooh. for the cover, but oh, Atami managing to kick out. Ah, and now is he calling for it, Dan? Does he want to get this match over and done with? Well, is it time for the Black, ma black Mass kick? Atami manages to get up, tries grabbing... Uh, Black with a waist lock, but gets hit with an elbow, thrown into the corner. Black charges, but at the time he manages to lift his foot, kick him in the head twice, hangs Black up on the top rope. And now can the time we take advantage of that if he goes off the top? Oh! Big clothesline takedown, goes for the cover. One, two, oh. Black managing to kick out of two. Two! And the time we going straight back to that front headlock, the front uh, Trying to keep him down with a submission now. And as I say that, he's not at all. He's picking him up for the suplex. Slams him down. Goes for the, the cover, cover again. Oh, but again, Black managing to kick out. And Black, each time he has to get his shoulders up, he's using energy that he just hasn't got any more time. He's done a brilliant job of wearing him down. We've never seen Black beaten and battered like this. And look at the combination by Tommy. <laughs> Wow, it's knocking Black for six. I don't think we've ever seen Black in this much of a... Oh, um, wait a minute. Two. Oh. I was going to say, I don't think we've ever seen Black on this much of a back foot, but rolls his arm out for a cheeky two. Oh, two. And then hits him straight across the head with a big <laughs> kick, knocking Itami out. 
Well, now he's the top. He takes first on the canvas. And Alistair Black going to the top. We don't see often, do we, really? No. And that's probably why he's been caught by Atami. And now Atami trying to take advantage of this. But Black will always fight. And look at the elbows. Oh. Takes Atami down, trying to make his way up to the top rope for a second time. Gets caught with a big kick from Itami, though, as he was trying to make his way up. And here comes Itami now, took advantage. He's got Black all the way on the top. Oh, Ooh. like a falcon arrow. From and the Black, second rope. Yeah, Black rolling out the way. See that, though? That sense. So he can't be covered straight away. Itami has to go. I don't know if that actually was judgment by Black or if he just like the momentum, like being thrown out of a motor vehicle, Dan. Oh, Itami gets the arm across for a cover, but only manages to get a two. That was close. Itami thought he had the job done. And maybe if he could have hooked a leg. Well, now Itami, well, he knows what he has to do if he wants to put away. He knows what move will send him to sleep. Oh, but that's just woken Alistair Black up and he just crawls straight into the face of Hideo Itami. <laughs> Itami's <laughs> strikes are completely doing nothing. Oh, he gets to his feet just now. Yeah, like you say, it's a kickoff. For strike with between Black and Itami. Both men are just going <laughs> crazy, punching the shit out of each other. Oh, Black going for the kick, dodges. Oh. Gets caught with a spinning back elbow from Itami. And another f- strike. Oh. Knee by Black, but Itami turns it into a suplex. Two. Oh, Black managing to kick out. Oh. Come on, Alistair. Well, fair play Hideo Tami. He's shown, I think, maybe more in this match than he has in a very long time in NXT. And he's beaten Black bloody here in this well, match. He's getting beaten Black and Blue. And Tommy looking to put away Alistair Black and the fans involved in this one. Here comes Tommy. Double f- back of the head comes flying in, lifts down that knee pads, going to set him up for the GTS. Oh, here we go. Itami is going to stop another, well, I say he's going to stop another. Another undefeated streak is going to come to an end, is it? As Itami looking to put Black away with the GTS. Oh, no, Black managing to fight out. Oh, but just gets a knee to the midsection, puts him back to the mat. Itami just seems one... <coughs> One step ahead at this moment in time, but he's maybe he's taunting too much now. Saying, I've got you, as he slaps him. Focusing on the crowd, and I wouldn't do that if I was you. Black having to use the ropes to get up, and Atami is going to finish him off now. Oh, no, Black was playing possum again. Spinning heel kick, takes out Atami. One, two, three. Hits him with the black mass, goes for the cover. Alistair, my man. <laughs> Was there any doubt? I mean, sitting now, and he's checking to see if he's got all his teeth. He was put for hell by Atami, but Black won fair play to him. Dan, what did you think of the match? (sighs) Again, it was another great match. It's been a brilliant card so far. All matches have been very impressive. Alistair Black taking a lot of punishment. But again, you know, it's twice we saw him. He looked like he was staggering to get up to his feet. It'd be part of his game plan to look like he's down and out. (laughs) And then he just comes back and just hits him, knocks Itami's head off, goes for the cover, beats him. Yeah, uh, honestly, look, we, we talked about this on the last episode of uh, NXT, the NXT update that we had. Uh, and the fact is this kind of new hard-hitting style that NXT 
he's doing in ring. And there's no better example on that than Alistair Black versus the Tommy that we saw. Really, you know, putting the strikes in. We saw the, the marks on the chest. We saw, you know, the bloody noses that we had and the impact. And it just, uh, it's a sense of realism to it as well, you know. And uh, even in defeat, Atami got basically caught out of nowhere with that kick, uh, even though he was in control of the majority of it. So he's still got a point to prove. It. But I think Black is just so impressive as well. Well, I'll let Black have an out of nowhere. Yeah, well, <laughs> we both get a point from that, Dan. So we move on to two points. Of- Are uh, we able going to be separated, James? Right, Have that- we gone for the same for the rest of the card? No, I honestly couldn't tell you anymore, Dan. It's a crapshoot. So what will be next? Will it be the women's match? Will it be the world? T- will it be the NXT title match, Dan? Either way, James, you're going to have to change your shirt. Well, either way, though, does it mean the title will change hands in either match if one's the main event, one's the other? Well, we are live in the Barclays Centre, Brooklyn, New York, for episode 118 of the WNR. And uh, what a night it's been already with three matches really hitting the point. And we the heat up even more next because at ringside, look who it is, Dan. Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Becky Lynch. Well, three of the four horsewomen, of course, Charlotte's not there. But we talk about dominant women, Dan. <laughs> we see the women there and... Oscar's beating all of them. Ready backstage. We haven't seen Ember Moon yet, have we? Hey, here comes Ember Moon. As Oscar's getting ready, says it women's title match next. Well, James, it's the Empress of Tomorrow there. <laughs> looking very serious with her hood up. Well, Dan, it is the NXT women's title up next. It is Oscar versus Ember Moon. And let's have a look at the promo. The longest current reigning champion in all of WWE. What a dominant reign it has been for the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka. Nobody is ready for Asuka! Did you see that? Nobody can stand with me. I want to be the one that finally takes down the undefeated Empress. Asuka unbeaten ever since she debuted here in NXT. However, a newcomer has come to challenge for the title. Ember Moon's deadly eclipse will it pay dividends tonight. This is the chance. Ember Moon is in position. Could it be time for the eclipse? Asuka using the official, sending the official into the ropes. To me, Asuka is nothing more than the most difficult puzzle I have ever had on my warpath. And every time I think that I got the puzzle solved, she changes it. She will do anything to keep that NXT Women's Championship around her waist. I'm still champion. But you know what? Time heals all wounds. But battle scars last forever. Amber Moon shining bright in the NXT arena tonight. Perhaps there were question marks after the injury for Amber Moon to me. No questions anymore. I want Oscar and take over Brooklyn. You were 
considered to be one of the most dominant champions that has ever set foot in WWE. But one thing sticks out to me, you've only taken shortcuts with one person. Me. I've beaten Ember before. So, Daniel, what did you think for Oscar versus Ember Moon? Um, well, it's again, this is not just a title match. This is a very, very personal match between the two women. Um, it's It's been a very long time coming. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm very excited for the match. It's, you know, it's been a very intense promotion. Before we get on to the match, before we get on to the serious stuff, Oscar versus China, who wins? <laughs> You're talking about China, a competitor who has fought men, who has been in a Royal Rumble, who has held the Intercontinental Championship. But then again, she wasn't that dominating, was a women's champion. Ivory beat her. Exactly. But then again, she did fuck herself up against yeah. Ivory, broke her neck. <laughs> All right. Yeah, she broke her neck, but no one's beating Oscar. No one has beaten Oscar. Oscar's undefeated. She's surpassed Bill Goldberg's undefeated streak. She keeps going. Dan, there's merchandise t-shirts with Oscar undefeated on that I'm wearing right now. Oscar had a dream kickoff. Triple H wanted her. The reason for this is she's the anchor of NXT. We all thought it was Balor. We always we thought it was Nakamura. Thought it was maybe Joe. It's Bailey. No, it's Oscar. She's been the ever-present in NXT, and we talk about that, Dan. Right. Right. Ember Moon, right. Ember right. Moon, right. Ember Moon is one and one, because in Orlando she lost to Oscar. What about... Well, she has had five title defences at NXT TakeOver since she won the title against Bailey on April the 1st, 2016. I don't think that's that many. She's 9-0 and at TakeOver events. <laughs> But five total defences. This is going to be a sixth against Moon tonight. A second match against Moon at a takeover event. Yeah. I don't think it's that many. Well, it's it It might not seem many, but she, I mean, how, when did she win the title? Uh, April 2016. So, yeah, so a year. So, it been like five, a year and four months. Yes, yeah, so four takeover events since then, or five takeover events since then. It's what we've seen with Bobby Roode as well, isn't it? Because it's not defending it every month. That's what makes the title, I think, mean a little bit more as well. I think why titles do change hands, it is a big moment. You know, and the NXT women's title is, is a part of that. There's only been like five women NXT women's champions. And yeah. Oscar has been a part of that for so long now. I think the question is here, though, that we have to ask. Well, Dan, you have to ask me. James... 
Who have you gone for in this match? Right. As we see the lights come down on this huge title match, we've already seen a total change. If I'd have known that, I might have changed be different. But I said at the last takeover, it has to happen. Ember Moon has to beat Oscar. So call me crazy, Dan Moon. <laughs> oh, James, <laughs> you're crazy. Who have you gone for in this match, Dan? I've gone for Oscar. Oh, Sneaky. No. So this could be the moment that changes things between us. Uh, especially with Rude McIntyre in the main event as well now. But it's a big fight, Phil. Oscar and Ember Moon. The fans want it, and Oscar's so cocky here, it's unbelievable. So, Dan, what does Oscar do? What does Oscar have to do if she wants to uh, walk out as women's champion? What's she done against Nikki Cross? She has to give it her all. She has to have no fear. Doesn't take. She doesn't need to take any shortcuts to beat Ember Moon. <laughs> and, you know, she just needs to be cocky, but not over cocky. So, yeah. as we say that, Ember Moon comes straight out of the blocks. <laughs> Takes out Oscar with a big kick and she's to go for the first few seconds of this match. And this is what Ember Moon has to do. She has to go in there and attack Oscar. Don't be, you know, worried about the undefeated streak. Look at that. Hashtag the streak as well in the top left-hand corner. Will the streak end tonight as Oscar goes to the outside? You know, Ember Moon, this is the thing. It, Oscar has used underhanded tactics and like I said, sneaky tactics to get through. And I think tonight... It does come to an end. I think Ember Moon will have it done. Oh, Ember will side there trying to take out Oscar. She sidestepped it. Then a spinning heel kick to the midsection stopped Ember Moon in her tracks. Yeah, but look at Ember Moon there using the ring apron to turn around and kick Oscar in the face and go up to the second rope now. Oh! <laughs> Front flip off the, sec- off the turnbuckle there and takes out Oscar. I thought she was going to go for an eclipse then, but no, you know, she's... Certainly caught Oscar off a game. Well, I think we will see an eclipse here tonight. Uh, whether it wins in a match or not is another question, but I think we finally will see Oscar getting hit with an eclipse in the ring. Dan, we saw Oscar versus Ember Moon live, you know, and we know the interest of it because of how many views it had on the YouTube channel as well. There is huge interest for this match, and most people think Ember Moon will get the job done. But, you know, would it happen tonight? What, what do you think will um, happen to Ember Moon if she can't get the job done here tonight then? I don't know. There's not really much of a list she can slip down, you know, to take her out of the title picture, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, Ruby Wright and Nikki Cross, isn't it, really? And yeah, and the iconic duo. The iconic duo. But on the outside, it looks like Oscar's got control. Oh. Well, she had a, like, a suplex there with Ember Moon's arm tucked behind her. And certainly trying to target that arm. And after the early onslaught by Ember Moon, Oscar's starting to find her face. Oh, now Oscar throwing Ember Moon back in. Could try to finish him off. Him- <laughs> what? And Oscar, just like that, just like that. Ember Moon started great, had a great couple of minutes. Oscar with that kind of one-two moves, straight back in control. And this is what Oscar does best, isn't it? Working over and just playing, basically, with... Her opponent, you know. So we know Oscar could hold her own on the main card. What about Ember? Ember Moon's a, a difficult question, isn't it? I've liked what I've seen from Ember Moon. Uh, but it, it's a case of, is there too many similarities to Naomi at the moment? Oh, you know I thought what I mean? you were going to say Naomi. What is it? Because they're both black. <laughs> no, well, yeah, in a certain way. They're both black, got both long hair, both do athletic moves. I know Naomi comes out in the, you know, the... Uh, 
in the glow attire. And don't get me wrong, I know there's a lot of white women who look the same as well who do it, and that's why some people, little kids do get confused, you know? The Moon is a, a very, very good worker, you know? I think she was trained by, like, Booker T and stuff, so <laughs> I think she... Oh, and Oscar now trying to work Ember Moon away, and Ember Moon getting out of that with a hip toss, but the arm again coming into play for Oscar... And Oscar uh, and Ember Moon avoiding getting the arm strike, but look at that by Oscar, kind of Russian leg sweep without the the Russian, without the side and the yeah. Russian, <laughs> yeah, without the side Russian, just a leg sweep, and now Oscar's got her up, well not got her down, got her in a surfboard, she's got the Saints, she's got the arms, kicking her. She's not kicking her. She's got a foot planted in the back she was of Ember Moon. Her. And she's stretching her arms behind her. She was behind her, and she was kicking her in the back. Look at that. That's what Oscar does with the strikes. She watch it, mate. All right, <laughs> you know what you're seeing, yeah. She's got her in a surfboard. Now she's got her arms behind her. Now she's kicking her in the back. Now it was a variation of a surfboard. Variation of a surfboard. She had her in. Now she's got her up, holding her. And Ember's trying to fight out of this, using her legs to get out of submission. But Oscar cuts her down to size. Look at this submission by Oscar. What's it called, James? What this? The abdominal stretch. <laughs> Well, it's a version of it because Oscar's leg is behind Ember Moon's head. Now she's taken down for the armbar. She's working the arm. And look how happy Oscar Oscar does enjoy this type of competition, doesn't she? You know, She wanted a challenge. She's getting it now. And look at the power of Ember Moon. Don't discredit Ember Moon, Dan. Oh. Oh, powers are up. Electric chairs. Oscar down to the mat. Manages to get some separation, but has Oscar already done the damage to Ember's arm? Well, this is a question we've got to ask ourselves, because Ember trying to hit the clips, or trying to get up with two arms is bad enough to fight Oscar, and now she's working her back into the corner. Come on, Ember. Come on, Oscar. Going for the strong Oscar, but Ember dodging herself as well, the combinations. <laughs> oh, beautiful kick by Ember, can she get the cover? One, two... Oh, Oscar managing to kick out. Uh, will Ember Moon eclipse Oscar tonight? I think she will if she goes to strike Oscar, but Oscar catches her. Uh-oh. Oh! Belly to back suplex straight into the bottom turnbuckle. Oscar means business. Uh-oh, Oscar's going for the Oscar lock. Going to try and finish this off right now. Ember struggling to get to the ropes. And this match hasn't gone, what, five, ten minutes yet? It's been very fast paced though, since the start. And Oscar again now got the arm underneath the throat. Oh, but Ember Moon managing to fight out. Hits Oscar with a big elbow strike. Oh, and gets the Oscar lock on Oscar. Oh, look at the power of Ember. And now Oscar's in serious trouble. But if anybody knows how to get out of this, surely... Don't call me Shirley. It's Oscar. Yes. And she does. <laughs> look at the arm. Whilst breaking. causing more damage to the arm. And then she locks it up again. Uh -oh. Gets the grapevine in. Uh-oh. Ember's in a lot of trouble right now. Come on, fight it, girl. Fight it. Fading. Fading. Yep, she's fading fast. Nowhere to go. If she drops down to the ground, Dan, this match will be over. But come on, Ember, fight it. It's nope. a from takeover. Yeah. <laughs> oh! Another electric chair onto Oscar. Managing to get some separation again, but for how long? And oh! Ember with a cheeky roll up there, taking Oscar down. I think Oscar tried to do a submission. She nearly got caught out there by Ember. But Ember, look at the huge forearm knocking Oscar down. And now can she summon the power to get up to the top and the clip here tonight? Come on. Oh, no. Oscar's up before Ember Moon is. 
Oh, both women dodging each other's strikes. Here comes Oscar. Oh, oh my the God. the big butt bump takes Ember Moon down, goes for the cover. Two. Oh. oh. Ember Moon managing to kick out. Oh. <laughs> Ember to the corner. Oh. Oscar came running in, but got caught with the elbow. Oh, comes running the second time. Gets caught with a boot this time. Yeah, now off the second right, Ember. What's she going for here? Oh. Oh. That's... Using her momentum against, like, with her jumping off the second rope, going for a snap suplex there, and Oscar goes for the cover, but Oscar managed to get a shoulder up at two. Two! Oh, and that was close. And I've just noticed something about Ember, like I should have probably said right at the start, even though I've just noticed it. Green. Green eyes tonight. Green. <laughs> Got the green, uh, what do you call them? Contact lenses. Contact lenses in. Right now. But <laughs> then again, Oscar's got green hair. Yeah. Got locked. In this war right now, and Oscar's going to try and finish with the forearms, but Ember's shown her toughness. But is it enough here tonight? Oh, knee strikes now by Ember. Oh, running knee as well, straight to the chin of Oscar. Well, <coughs> what is it going to take to put Oscar down? And look at this, straight back again. A lot more than that as Oscar responds with some slaps, punches, and a big spinning elbow. And Ember comes running in, but straight into that knee. It's like a modified GTS there. And look at that, Oscar grabbing the arm. And look at those kicks, close-range kicks. Vicious kicks to the head while holding Ember Moon's arm. Oh, but Ember dodged out of the way. Oh, not going to get it like that. Slamming her down, going for the pin. And look how easy. Oscar doesn't even manage to kick out. Uh. She just put, you know, base... I can't remember what it's called. Rolled her shoulder up. Yeah. She bridged out of it, basically, and Ember... She's take, looking to go up top to try and finish this. Taking a bit too... Uh, taking too long, though. Going to the top. Oscar's already back up. Catch her with the elbow. And now Oscar... God, it looks like DDT or a suplex or a right off the top there. But Ember fighting. And oh, that, for a powerbomb attempt, but Oscar's holding on for dear life. Oh. Oh. Ember Moon kicks a leg out from underneath her. Oscar hanging in no man's land. Gets a knee straight to the chest. Goes for the cover. Two. Oh. Oscar managing to kick out again. Uh, again. Again. <laughs> well, Oscar's face first into that canvas by Ember Moon. Now she's looking to go up to finish this match off. And she hit the eclipse on Oscar. This is what we're all asking here. Ember's off the top. Oh! Gets caught with the eclipse. One, One two, two, kick oh! out. <laughs> Come on, ref. The eclipse. It was like a model of Oscar. And wasn't it? She hit that, got hit with that perfectly. And the streak is still alive. Oscar, like I said, get the shoulder up at two. Fucking hell, Dan. Well, you went... Then. <laughs> My bunghole was puckered. Well, Ember, we asked if the clips was going to be hit. She hit it. It couldn't keep Oscar down. Unbelievable. And she hit a picture perfect. <laughs> and Oscar went down. She sold it perfectly. Oh, and Ember's going to go up again. Uh-oh. She's going to go for Eclipse number two. Oh, look. Oscar's got the referee. Don't DQ him. Oh, flying cross body. Oscar rolls through. She's got the tights. No, oh, no. Referee noticed the tights, though. Referee noticed he was pulling the tights. 
You can't say fairer than that. No cheating there. Oscar got found out by the referee. Oh, oh gets caught super with a super kick. kick. One, One, two. two. Oh. oh, for fuck's sake. Oscar managing to kick out again. Oh. What will it take to put Oscar down? Tried to cheat, got caught out. Kick, took her head off. Kick out. Fuck the uh. fuck. Oh, NXT chance. NXT. <laughs> Oh, my word. No one has come this close to putting Oscar away. Whatever happens now. Ember picking up maybe a dead weight Oscar, but Oscar. Oh, here we go. Oscar catches over the armbar. Cross arm breaker. Can she get it locked in? Can she break the arm? No, Ember pins her. Oh, oh, no. Oscar lock. Locked in. Tap, you bitch. Tap. (laughs) Tap, you motherfucker. Tap. Don't tap, 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 tap. And Oscar's got Ember. Ember's got a shoulders. Come on, Ember. Tap, Ember. Hold on. Hold on, Oscar. Who <laughs> <laughs> think you got? No, she's out. Oh. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> well, the streak is alive. My streak is certainly alive, James. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so's Oscars. Oscar has beaten Ember Moon, my God. And Dan is beating James. Yes. Well, let's get on the points a bit. Let's talk about the match first, because it was an unbelievable match. I've not <laughs> seen a women's title match like this in quite some time. Dan, what's nah, your thoughts? Brilliant fucking match. Um, it was one of them ones which I genuinely didn't know which way it was going to go throughout the match. Ember Moon performed brilliantly. Oscar, when she got caught cheating and got her head kicked off, I thought that was over for her. <laughs> and I was actually shitting myself as the same as when, you know, Oscar got the the eclipse hit on her. But a brilliant, perfect match again. Yeah, uh, unbelievable action. I mean, that eclipse was perfect. Ember Moon did everything that you should do to win and yet couldn't get the job. I tell you something, I know they haven't got the Untaker streak anymore, but I tell you what, the Oscar streak with that excitement in the match, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept carrying it on. Do you know what I mean? Or what I think will happen now, Dan, in all honesty, I think she might give up the NXT title and go to Raw or SmackDown. Because, like we say, there is nothing else for her to do on NXT. She's beaten Ember Moon twice. She's beaten Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross now. What else is there to do? Uh, I'm, I know, I'm absolutely unbelievable, actually. Like you say, Dan, you do go... A point up, you are 3-2 up now, as we only got one match left. Well, just goes to show Oscar doesn't need to cheat to beat. No, she yeah, you're right, she didn't need to cheat. She got the job done there, fair play to Oscar. Someone needs to come out and beat the fuck out of her now. The main event to come. Is there going to be a sign of respect between these two women? No, Oscar's going to fuck off out of there. Best sell to a move <laughs> ever. Oh. Oh, aside from the rock stunners. That was crazy, man. Well, we talked about him earlier, and Kevin Owens, the former NXT champion, is here tonight to watch the NXT title match take place, and so is this man, Dan. Yes, Samoa Joe, and he's going to be going for the uh, Universal Championship tomorrow night. But the match everybody has been waiting for, the main event, the biggest main event to the biggest NXT takeover of all time. The NXT Championship on the line, it is... Drew McIntyre versus the glorious Bobby Roode. And let's 
take a look at the promo. Last year in Brooklyn was my debut. Top to bottom, Bobby Roode in NXT changes the game. It was the beginning of my NXT. NXT needs Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode is spectacular. The man has won championships all over the world. My goal from day one was to be the champion, to rule NXT, to be the face of this brand. Bobby Roode, the new NXT champion. For the last 12 months, every person that has gone in the ring with me, I've knocked them down. And I've stood tall with this NXT championship. What's that match know, my I am going to take this company to the next level. Perhaps the end is drawing near. It began last August at the Barclays Center. NXT will be. And it's still going today, one year later. Warriors! You never hear the shot that takes you down. Drew McIntyre is back! As far as I was concerned, there was only one place I was ever going to go. I could have signed anywhere in the world, but I don't want to be anywhere else but right here in NXT. It was the right time to come back here, and it was time for me to go and fulfill the prophecy. Once upon a time, I was not the man that stands before you right now. This man, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be a future world champion. I was known as the chosen one. Drew feels he doesn't have to pay any dues. He's almost entitled to success. And I know from experience, looking into Bobby Roode's eyes, all I see is entitlement. But I got news for you, Bobby. You're not entitled to a damn thing. You're damn right I'm entitled. I saw a lot of money in Drew McIntyre back in the day. There is nobody that can match my unlimited potential. And then it all fell apart. Drew McIntyre has potential. But that's not all he'll ever be. fell down very, very hard, picked my arse up and climbed myself back to where I am and I only intend to go one way and take NXT with me. We are walk side by side as equals around here. I'm the ultimate star. Bobby, we have a message for you. It's not we, it's me. You are not NXT. This is my NXT. We are NXT. is the time now I'm ready to lead NXT into the future. Come Brooklyn! You will be staring across the ring at the new NXT champion. I hope Drew doesn't take me lately. Bobby Roode, what's he doing? Because if he does, he's in for a pretty quick night. Oh, a glorious DDT! And is that a sign of things to come? Bobby Roode didn't need to be chosen. NXT! Because everybody knows that Bobby Roode is simply the one. So James, what did you think of the promo between these two? Well, I think the promo video for it on TakeOver has been better than anything we've seen in the real build-up to this, you know. Uh, it's been more about Roger Strong and Bobby Roode. Now, Drew McIntyre's been a kind of afterthought, even beating Killian Dane. 
for the uh, to be the number one contender wasn't that great achievement. It didn't feel at the time, you know. No. And McIntyre, as we say, at NXT, you know, it will be interesting. We're getting to more of that after the uh, the entrances. I forgot about the entrances. So, if it's McIntyre first, come out to the old music. Oh, my dad would be proud. Right, so we're Rowdy Roddy Piper. It is the Emerald Drum Glums. Drums. And it's weird because Friday we saw the drums with Roddy Piper and now Saturday night New York we're seeing the, uh, they come out with obviously Drew McIntyre. I mean, unless Bobby Roos is going to start <laughs> doing glorious on the bagpipes. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is with the feud as well with Drew McIntyre. Is that Finlay? I said that if in November he would have faced through, it would have been a gar- you know, guarantee. This coming so early with not that much build, is it going to happen here tonight? That is going to be the interesting question going into it. Uh, bad parts of playing Drew McIntyre's entrance. He is a hell of an athlete though, Dan, isn't he? He's certainly a different athlete from the guy who left as part of the 3MB. Yeah, he did. He's, he is, you know, he went round the independence as Drew is Drew, <clears throat> as Drew talked about in the promo video. He went away from the WWE. He was young. It came too soon for him, didn't it? Got the independent work, made himself a star, made himself a part. You know, he's TNA champion whilst he was there in Scotland as champion in England, all over the place. And now he's come to NXT to take it to the next level. He says, become. The chosen champion that Vincent Mann once predicted. Can it happen here tonight? Drew McIntyre makes way before we see Bobby Roode's glorious entrance, Dan. i got to ask you, who have you gone for in this match? Because it is prediction time. I have gone for Bobby Roode. Hashtag Bobby Roode. Well, Dan, I lied to you earlier when I said I was struggling with what match I was, I was having difficulty with. I said Bobby Roode's glorious champion. Mr. NXT, he's done no more. He's done so much. But how can I go against a guy who signed my Rangers t-shirt? Shit, my hand, I've gone Drew McIntyre. I've gone against Bobby oh. Roode. <laughs> this could be... <laughs> draw. Well, or, or lose. Or yeah, lose. Yeah, so you, you win, Dan. You get the point. But if I join you or not, will we see a new champion here tonight? 
All the glorious Bobby Roode. Here we go. Here's a glorious entrance. Surprised you haven't got your mum's cake turning stand out <laughs> and spinning round on it wearing your dressing gown. Well, if I could, I would. <laughs> <laughs> your gibbo blowing a vape. <laughs> As we see Bobby Roode come out here, Dan, I dare you to find me a better entrance tomorrow night to compete with this. This is glorious. This is what a champion should be. The reigning defending NXT champion. Do you know what Finn Balor's doing tomorrow night? Yeah, I know the demon's coming. I know, I know, I know that was your argument. Fair play. But at the moment, glorious. Randy Orton standing there with his tight-rooted body, for <laughs> fuck's sake, James. Sierra, hotel. Do you think the shield will come out as a shield? Bobby Poo. <laughs> 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 Best sign of the night. We found Dan's level as Bobby Roode <laughs> <laughs> comes out here. How can you bet against Bobby Roode, a man who's so good in NXT? He's completely changed the landscape, Dan. I mean, Bobby Roode, well, we talk about it. He is 5-0 and at takeovers. He won the title San Antonio January 28th, beating your man, Nakamura. He then went on to beat Nakamura again. Oh, he's my man because he lost. Thanks, <laughs> mate. And he beat Itami in Chicago. He's also beaten Ono and oh, no. Roderick Strong for the NXT title on NXT TV. You know, Bobby Roode is an unbelievable guy. Don't get me wrong. And McIntyre, what's his record? Um, McIntyre is 0-4-0. This is his first takeover. This is his first takeover event. And he's in the main event. Yes, exactly. And how big is that for McIntyre? That is first takeover in the main event for the title. Who can say that, Dan? Who? Who can say <laughs> Drew McIntyre can? Look at these two men across the ring. The biggest takeover main event in history. Well, James, more importantly, every single T-shirt you've worn tonight has produced the winner. It has. Will the Bobby Roode one I'm wearing do it now as McIntyre gets introduced to a good response? 
You would say Bobby Roode made more popular. I can't believe you're doing Bobby Roode, Dan. Are you, a, month, a year ago, you would have killed yourself. And don't forget the glorious Bobby Roode, Dan, debuted a year ago at NXT Brooklyn 2. 2. But he's facing McIntyre. I can't go against Drew McIntyre. So, Dan, what does Bobby Roode have to do if he wants to walk out here as NXT champion? He has to be glorious. <laughs> You're finally on the glorious train. I knew I'd make you believe that of Bobby Roode. It was a grand scheme plan by me. Well, no, it's just because points mean more to me than <laughs> beating you at an NXT TakeOver event means more to me than supporting either Drew or Robert. But look at that. Look at Bobby. Doesn't even... Look at the size difference in McIntyre. Must be a foot taller. Will that phase Bobby Roode here tonight? No, because he's glorious. <laughs> Well, McIntyre's got to use his power, got to use his speed, got to use his hard-hitting offence that Bobby Roode doesn't like to do. He's got to avoid Bobby Roode's time-wasting and his tricks. If anybody knows Bobby Roode, it's me, you know. And I've been watching him, seeing what he's doing in his total defences against people. He hasn't needed outside interference. He's taken advantage of mistakes. What McIntyre has to do tonight is not make any. And if anybody can not... If there's anybody I know that can do that, it is Drew McIntyre. In a big situation, this is his first chance to go forward, and I think he's going to get the job done, as Bobby Roode now going to get a side headlock, but not going to hold it on for long, because the power of Drew McIntyre. How does it feel? No, because I'm in a bit of awe, but knowing that you shook the hand of a guy <laughs> that's hitting Bobby Roode. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, it's unbelievable. Well, that man, Drew McIntyre, sends Bobby Roode to the outside and then takes in one knee. Because I too have shook the hand that's hit Bobby Roode. Yeah, I know you shook Drew McIntyre's hand. But, Dan, imagine, right, McIntyre beating Roode now and then maybe in January, McIntyre versus Black for the NXT title. Well, that'd be a good match, wouldn't it? Well, if McIntyre wants to lose his title that quickly, then fair enough. (sighs) So, Alistair Black versus McIntyre and Roode, you're back in black. I'm back in black. Always been on black, gentlemen. Well, Rude can't get in the way of McIntyre at the moment. McIntyre using his power. But as I say that, Rude dodging, hitting the chops. And now, beautiful. Glorious. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Just like that. It's not quite out of nowhere because Randy Orton would have hit an RKO from that. Well, Rude hit McIntyre with the glorious DDT on NXT. And Rude's saying that close. Uh, is it Drew's destiny to win tonight? Dan, you don't seem to think so, do you? I don't know. I think Bobby will be in for a rude awakening here tonight. Now, how would you book Drew? Well, i tell you what, not like this. You know, I would treat him more like Alistair Black. I know we spoke about him a lot. But uh, just that kind of toughness to treatment. More victories under your belt as well, you know. And, and, and more high things to beat. Yeah, and having the right moment so when you do win the title, feel, the fans feel they've been on a kind of journey with you and they accept you as a kind of the next guy. Because the last thing you want to do is be a good guy and then start getting the booze, especially for your NXT. You haven't had that yet, you know what I mean? Finn Balor was a good guy, yet he stayed on that line, didn't he? It wasn't like, oh, you don't deserve it. It was like you're one of our own. McIntyre being so big... And being uh, like a rock star as well, do you know? Because he was in 3MB. Exactly, (laughs) he he looks like a rock star, he looks like a movie star. 
and, and the thing is, people won't feel like, oh, I can relate to him, especially being Scottish as well, and usually like kind of hill outsider in America. But at the moment, Bobby Roode is struggling to deal with the power of McIntyre. We've seen this. Suplex to the, you know, the hard canvas to the outside. Oh, but it's been all Drew McIntyre so far. I mean, Bobby Roode's got a bit of a look in, but McIntyre's been on the offence for our majority of the match. Yep, and this is what we want to see. McIntyre keeping on Bobby Roode. Oh, and the power coming back to haunt Drew a little bit there. Oh, throwing Bobby Roode straight onto the ring apron. <laughs> Roode coming off with a crossbody, but getting caught by McIntyre. Uh-oh, he's got him up like a javelin. Oh. Oh, trying to go ring face first into the ring post, but Bobby Roode with the backside there, trying to throw McIntyre into it, but McIntyre stops dead in his tracks. Oh, and then two big back elbows by either man and McIntyre. Oh, Ooh. my God. Swinging backbreaker there, dropping Bobby Roode straight on his back <laughs> at the edge of the ring apron. That's got to be sore. And the thing is, is like you say, Bobby Roode's taking that awful lot of punishment in the early going, and that was a hellacious move on the side of the apron there. And now McIntyre off the top, but Rude stopping that. And Rude always knows where he is in the ring. And you hear the crowd as well chanting. McIntyre, Bobby Rude. You might say Rude's got the advantage as he stops the suplex into the ring there by Drew McIntyre. Oh, swinging net breaker through the second row up on the middle rope. That's got to be nasty. Well, it is nasty. And this is the moment now where McIntyre tries to fight back after Rude. He's had his moment, and I think that net breaker might turn the tide a little bit there. Definitely gives Rude a chance to get his breath back. And you've got to remember as well in this match that Bobby Rude doesn't have to pin or submit Drew McIntyre. He just has to come out here as NXT champion. You know, he can be DQ'd, and now he's on the apron. He's going to run towards McIntyre. Fuck! What the fuck was that? Takes him off with another swinging net breaker. Oh, my God. And to the hard... Uh, mats on the outside and how thin are those mats Dan? They are wafer thin mats barely two millimetres thick. Oh and now Rude kicking McIntyre. So James the question on everyone's lips will Roderick Strong play a part in this match? Oh shit did you do a bonus prediction? Yeah. What was it? It can fuck off. Camera shot of Adam Cole. Oh. Roderick Strong to get involved in the matchup. But why would Strong want to cost Rude the title when he's got a potential match coming up against Rude? If he wants to get a match against Rude, then it would be for the NXT title. Because it's personal. Surely. Don't call me Shirley. It's personal with Roderick Strong. As Rude is taking over on Drew McIntyre. No pun there. Working on the neck. I think if Strong gets involved in this match, Rude brought Strong's family into it. He's beaten Strong. He's made him, you know, not look like a man in front of his family. Strong wants retribution. What a better way than costing Bobby Roode the one thing that he loves more than anything else in the world, the NXT title. And then Bobby Roode and Strong can have that match, that personal feud that they've got. Like I say, McIntyre can go into a feud with CN or something for the time being, and then they can meet up at Survivor Series for like a triple threat match or a fatal four-way match, and it would be lovely. And that's what I'd do if I was booking it, you see? But McIntyre's trying to fight back now with the chops and that Irish whip to Bobby Roode. Oh, reversal though. Roode throws McIntyre straight into the turnbuckles and McIntyre drops like a sack of spuds. Well, sack lo- of Scottish spuds. Lots of uh, glorious signs as the Canadian Bobby Roode is going off the second rope towards, like we say, the sinister Scotsman. 
Oh, lovely missile drop kick off the second. Goes oh, but McIntyre managing to kick out. Ah. That McIntyre can create a little bit of history because then if he was to win, we would have an English NXT champion, an Irish NXT champion, and then a Scottish NXT champion. Neville. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Neville won it, didn't he? Newcastle. Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle's still in England, you fuck. Just because it's in the north. <laughs> Uh, Bobby Roode's got the sleep on Drew McIntyre, and oh, McIntyre maybe desperation there, running or just jumping back, and Roode landed on the second turnbuckle. If only Mason Ryan was in NXT. Exactly, so. yeah. Mason Ryan would work perfectly. There's no other Welsh guys. Ryan Giggs. <laughs> <laughs> and Roode kicks McIntyre off. He's going to go against the ropes. Oh! Oh, was that belly to belly there by McIntyre, throwing Roode over the top? Oh, that was beautiful by McIntyre, but he's in serious trouble. The neck and the arms being worked on. And Bobby Roode's trying to recover from that, but a huge throw. Roode runs into a back elbow there. Oh, and McIntyre. Oh, oh my word. Leapfrogged into the top turnbuckle. McIntyre's starting to get a bit of steam back behind him after Bobby Roode's glorious onslaught. It is a McIntyre now, the forearm. Now looking to go to the top, but the back of his head... Still injured, and now he's going to go to the top. Come on, take advantage of this, Drew. Bob Roode's back to his feet. Hitting the clips. Oh, beautiful clothesline by McIntyre. Nip up, Dan. And could this be it? Can Drew McIntyre be honing in on the NXT title? Claymore kick. Or is it Future Shock DDT versus Glorious DDT? No, this is the thing, the battle of DDTs. What's that, my love? I don't know what would win if Rude's clubbing strikes to McIntyre. McIntyre will not stay down and Rude, oh. oh inverted atomic drop. Oh, running knee lift. Now running against the ropes and McIntyre catches him though. Look at the power. It's the second time Bobby Rude's been caught. Throws him straight onto his shoulders. And now he's got him like Irish curse. Well, Scottish curse. <laughs> Scottish curse. Backbreaker. Now going for the cover. One, two. Oh. Rude with the kick out. Uh, well, the <laughs> match goes on and how close to that. And Rude, well, using all of his sense, crawling towards the ape and getting out of harm's way. Can't be pinned out there and he was close. Well, he can't be pinned in the ring either, James. <laughs> McIntyre trying to bring Bobby Rude. Hang him up on the top rope. Boom. Oh. Bobby. Bobby hang him up on the top rope. But McIntyre's still in this. He's still got a lot of fight. And Bobby Roode now going to the top. Doesn't normally go to the top, low. Bit of high risk, high reward for Bobby Roode. But when he does, it means something. <laughs> I can't believe you're such a big Bobby Roode fan now. It's brilliant. You should have told the six months. <laughs> He's had a lot of top defences, hasn't he, Dan? Oh, millions. Yeah, exactly. And McIntyre... <laughs> uh, McIntyre's trying to suplex through. Roode's fighting off with everything he's got. Could be the end of his glorious title run. Or it could be the end of his Scottish title run attempt. Oh, McIntyre leaps to the top. And Rudolph. Oh, crutches McIntyre on top. He's going to hang him up in a tree of woe. And Rudolph, a punch to McIntyre. McIntyre's down. He's going to sit up and throw him off, though, isn't he? I hope so, because Bobby Rude's taking his time to recover. Because oh. he is. It's his NXT, Bobby Rude says. Drew McIntyre's on the oh. green. McIntyre sits up, throws Bobby Roode off by his head. And now McIntyre 
He's calling for the Claymore kick down. Bobby Roode, though, is he playing possum and staying down? Hello, possums! <laughs> well, he might be. He might be down. That is the tactics of a great man. McIntyre can't put him down. He's already down. <laughs> he can't pin him on his uh, front, can he? Bobby Roode's dead. Well, Bobby Roode dead weight as McIntyre tries to pick him up. And oh, Roode! Oh, takes his legs out, rolls him up too. Oh! oh. Tries going for the sneaky one. McIntyre Future shock. Goes for the future shot. Rude turns it away. Oh! Ooh. Backstabber there by Bobby Rude. Goes for the cover. One, two. Oh. Get off the tray. McIntyre kicks out. Uh. Drew's still in this, but Rude's dangerous as ever. Which way is this going to go? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's either going to be Rude or McIntyre, Dan. It's either going to be me or you. It is. It is. You've already got the point. You're safe. Unless Fudget Strong comes out and costs him, and then I can beat you five. <laughs> oh, look at Mac- Look at Bobby Roode now. Chop Bobby some Roode's punches. Going crazy. Is he trying to get himself intentionally disqualified? I think he is. Well, he's building up on McIntyre, trying to take him down. And a net breaker. Oh, going for a swinging net breaker. Test oh. of strength. Roll up for McIntyre, too. Oh. Rude rolls out. Yeah, but right. Future shot. DDT. That's not shot. enough. One. Not enough. Two. Not enough. Kick out. <laughs> <You're> in... <laughs> I was kicking out with him. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Can't believe it. I can't believe it. But I thought uh, Future Shock won't keep Bobby Rude down. I think a Claymore kick would get the job done. But Rude's so tough. McIntyre can't believe it. He's trying to get the kinks out of his neck. Trying to think what's next to do. And Bobby Roode now being lifted by Drew McIntyre. Trying to pick him up on his shoulders. Roll down. Glorious. Putting him up on his shoulders, going up top. <laughs> what is Drew McIntyre doing? He's got the power and Roode's trying to reverse it. Is he knows cool? Oh, he's going for a backslide. Oh. Go on. Powerbomb. And he's got him in a powerbomb. Pow. Right on the mat. And he's got One, the arm. Two. Oh. Yeah. If he'd have hooked the leg, it could have been all over for Drew. But it wasn't. And now both men, look at this. Look at this shot. Bobby Roode and Drew McIntyre, both face down on the canvas. Had a holy, beating a holy hell out of each other here tonight. Which way is this going to go? We just we just don't know. Which way did it go? Which way did it go? McIntyre having to use the ropes to get up. And Bobby Roode just reaching out for anything. There we go. Yay, nay, punches. Both men on their knees. They're going to work their way to... (laughs) 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 Going to work their way to a vertical base or punching each other. Oh, Bobby Roode with a huge right hand. McIntyre responds in kind. Oh, now Roode with a kick to the gut of the chops. Now McIntyre with a kick to the gut of the chops. And now Roode. And now McIntyre. Both men beating holy hell out of each other. Oh, Roode pushed McIntyre away. Oh... Chop Rude went for the kick. Oh, my Step word. Step up in Seguri by Rude. And Bobby Rude. Getting his bearings. And McIntyre, go! Oh, no! Claymore kick rolls Rude back in. One, two, Put the ropes. kick out. Yeah. Rope kick out. Uh. He hit the Claymore kick, but too close to the ropes there. Bobby Rude getting out of that by the skin of his teeth. Too intelligent, my son. Oh, now Rude wants to get out of there. Oh, no. 
And Bobby Roode falls to the outside. McIntyre didn't want that referee. Stopping McIntyre for going out there. And McIntyre's got that look in his eyes. He's angry and Bobby Roode. Referee's counting. And McIntyre screaming. Uh-oh. He's going for something big here. Oh! Oh my God. <laughs> McIntyre over the top. Like a projectile missile. And, and taking out Bobby Roode. And that's a big fucker coming over the top rope at you. 254 pounds. A huge man. And can McIntyre capitalise on this now? Oh, come on. Referee's counting. Well, it looks like McIntyre's going to get up. I'm not sure about Bobby Roode. Oh, well, referee's up to five. Yeah, McIntyre, by counter, yeah. McIntyre trying to throw Roode in. Here comes McIntyre now. Tuning up for a Claymore kick. Well, he wants this to be the end of Bobby Roode. Roode's in serious trouble. Doesn't know where it's coming from. Oh, no. Oh, spine buster. Oh. And just like that, Bobby Roode turns the tables. And he's looking to put Drew McIntyre away. He's got him. Glorious DDT time, is it, Dan? Oh, no. McIntyre blocks it. Roode with the backslide. Oh, McIntyre sits down on him. Two. Oh, oh Rude kicks out. Ah. Oh. Ducks under the clothesline attempt. Oh, Rude gets Catches him. Catches him with a glorious DDT. Ah. Plants McIntyre. One, two, four. Drew yeah. <laughs> <laughs> McIntyre is still in this match, ladies and gentlemen. Whew, that was close, Dan. Come on. Come on now. You thought that was it. Drew McIntyre manages to kick out. Uh, I'm going to have a heart attack in a minute. <sighs> well, whatever happens, these two boys, these two men have done me proud and rude. Is he going to look to finish this now? Look at him. He's a gas, Dan. He's hit his best move and it can't keep McIntyre down. He's going to hit another one, Dan. It's going to be it. Glorious DDT. Bobby Roode will retain. This is what the fans want. It's going to put Rude da- McIntyre down again. Boom. Number two. Rolls through. Picks him up again. Oh, fucking hell. Come on, Bobby. And he's got McIntyre. Third time. Oh, no. McIntyre reversing. Headbutt. Can he get it? Kick. McIntyre's got Rude. Go for the pin. No. One, no. two, three. Drew McIntyre is the new NXT champion. He has done it. He he's won. Drew McIntyre's <laughs> done it. The first Scottish NXT champion. My man. The man who shook his hand and he signed the Rangers top has won the title here tonight. What a moment for NXT, Dan. What a moment for me. Fair play, Bobby Roode. But Drew McIntyre is the man. Dan, what, what... a moment for you. <laughs> what the fuck all to do with you? You can't take it away from Drew fucking McIntyre. I'm not taking any of it away. What a match and what a moment. Dan, we didn't see that coming, did we? What a finish that was. Wow. I thought he was going to get planted with another glorious DDT and that was it, but manages to hit a Claymore kick. Knock Bobby Roode's head off and pin him for the title. Yeah. It's one I was thinking about, and my God. I might have got it wrong with Oscar Ember Moon, but let's just have a replay of the finish. When Roode hit the DDT, 
Uh, first off, I thought maybe he'll kick out of the first one. Do you know what I mean? Maybe that'll be it. And then when he spun him round and hit the second, I thought second. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I honestly can't believe it. And then McIntyre headbutt, and then finally Claymore kick, and then McIntyre. One, two, three. <laughs> well, Drew McIntyre, look at this moment. And the fans in attendance at Brooklyn 3 have seen a moment here. Drew McIntyre has become the new NXT champion. Please show Adam Cole. <laughs> and I'm so glad Adam Cole comes out and attacks Drew McIntyre. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm so glad. I mean, what a moment here tonight. McIntyre is the NXT champion, Dan. Um... Yeah, well, what did you think of the match as a whole? I thought it was a bloody good match, to be fair. <laughs> I thought it was excellent. I really did. Yeah. I thought it was difficult between these two to have, you know what I mean, like a um, a good match. And I think they pulled it out of the bag. McIntyre's dominance early, and then with Rude taking controls we've seen before. You're not having a bonus point for it. Bobby <laughs> Fish. <laughs> no, if Adam Cole's here... No, you're not having it. Yes! <laughs> no, you're not. Yes! <laughs> Fuck you! He's in the crowd. <laughs> Adam Cole camera shot. Not in the fucking crowd, James. No, He's no. on the fucking camera. Oh, bollocks! No, no. no, bollocks! No. Bollocks! No. no, that's point. You. <laughs> Fuck no. you. Fuck I'm you. If Roderick Strong right. comes out and helps... No, he doesn't because he doesn't cost him. <laughs> Fuck you. No. Adam Cole camera shot. He's on camera. It was over. The title's where. No, bollocks. <laughs> bollocks. I didn't say you when. Get, uh, it goes on I your didn't bonus say when. No, it fuck off. No. no. Bonus point, bollocks. That's bollocks. fair. It goes on the bonus bollocks. points. Bollocks. But doesn't go on no, this. You bollocks. do get the point. Bollocks. You get the point. Bollocks. But it doesn't go on this. What? So it's on this list, but it doesn't go bonus, on this list. It's a bonus no, bollocks. Point. It's a bonus point. Bollocks. You still get the point. Well, why was you counting on... Roderick Strong coming out to I cost knew, him, no. I knew McIntyre no, would you. win. I knew McIntyre would no, win. No, if he'd have no. come out and he went, I would have said no. No, you wouldn't have done. I would have done. I would have done. No, I'm not conceding no, on this uh, one. No, yeah. You always win everything on everything <laughs> and I'm winning <laughs> no, this on no, this. No, no, no. Technicality, I win. <laughs> no, no. You didn't want to do the bonus point in the first place anyway, so. You said if he would have done it, he would have gone towards it. No, bollocks. I'll give you the bonus point. You get the bonus point for that. But like I say, the predictions on that I win. No, I win. No, I win. (laughs) I'm not conceding, I win. (laughs) You are. In the end. I win. No, McIntyre won the NXT title. Yeah, well done. So it ended. Dan five, James four. No, no, not four. Three each. With that, you get the bonus point for them. Nope. Because Adam Cole showed no. up and beat down Drew McIntyre no. at the end. No. So that's how it works. No. So you no, get the bonus don't. point. No, but NXT, no, 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 we still we no, still no, <laughs> Don't work like that. NXT. <laughs> don't work because it goes in your favour. It don't work like that. The NXT events. Um, I get the point for the four. No, you you don't. go to three. It's so no, four, don't. three. No, you don't. Overall NXT no, events, don't. four, three. No, you don't. And then points wise, no, it's, it's only fair. No, it's no fair. it's not fair. It's fair. fair to you. No. It's fair. No, it's not fair. It's fair to no, me. If, if fair. I didn't strongly come out, I would have given myself the point for the bonus league as well. That's why it's no, a bonus prediction. That's no. why it's a bonus. No. The words and name. No. Bonus prediction. Anyway, no. what do you think of Adam Cole coming out and attacking Drew McIntyre at the end of it? Well, I think I'll get a point for that. <laughs> and I think I'll win. <laughs> so what do you think of Adam Cole coming out? Do you think, we talked about the Ring of Honor stables. That kind of confirms it now, doesn't it? You know, Adam Cole coming out here with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. 
There's only it, one thing that confirms. And attacking Drew McIntyre. is unbelievable end. And Dan, I know it ends in controversy a little bit, but you got to roll with the punches, you know what I mean? Well, you no, got, you've got to roll with the you got summer, punches. You've got SummerSlam tomorrow night, you know. As we've seen, Adam Cole is here in NXT. He wants the NXT title. Red Dragon want the NXT tag titles. A lot has changed at this NXT TakeOver event. Authors of Pain, their reign has come to an end. Bobby Roode's title defense come to an end. Out of everything you've seen, Dan, what has been your favourite match of the night? Um, well, my favourite moment of the night is when Adam Cole come out and he was caught on camera. That gave me a point, so I won the NXT TakeOver event. <laughs> no, you didn't. Did. Did. So what was your favourite match? Bit. I quite like the Atami back match. Yeah? Because it was hard-hitting. It was like a proper MMA-style fight. Both men done really well. And Alistair Black won. Yeah, no, I, I think that's good, but I don't think there wasn't a match on the TakeOver card that didn't deliver, if you know what I mean. And I think everything, you know, went really well. I think the Sanity win was a real shock. And and also with the Oscar and Bamoon match, I thought that was the match of the night up until the point where Drew McIntyre did beat Bobby Roode to become the first ever Scottish NXT champion. It was a hell of a moment. And like you said, a shocking moment at the end there with Adam Cole coming out. Uh, and basically laying out, like we say, what NXT is going to be like in the upcoming months. But out of 10, what would you give the rating, Dan? In the words of Ty Dillinger. Well, you give this event 10? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Fucking fair play. Didn't it, it, did it didn't disappoint, didn't disappoint once, no. though? No, it didn't disappoint. You know, I'm not a fan of screw finishes. Gagano, Cien match. It was kind of a screw finish, but it worked. yeah. You know, Authors of Pain, Sanity, again, it was a bit of a screw finish. It was probably a slight letdown towards the end of the match, but it's what I want from Sanity. You know, to use their numbers as the advantage to become a dominant force. Uh, again, the Atami Black, that was probably my match of the night. It was, you know, brilliant match, very hard hitting. Ember Moon match, again, I thought that could have gone Ember Moon's way, well, but Oscar yeah. managed to prevail. She got caught cheating. Won it clean in the end. Yeah, but the eclipse that Oscar <laughs> took in that match is one of the yeah. best things I've ever seen in my life. It's like a fucking crash test dummy, do you know and what then, I mean? And then, you know, Rude McIntyre, again, you know, he's on the edge of the seat. I thought Rude had it. McIntyre managed to pull it out at the end, and then you get an attack after. Well, I think this is the thing as well. It, it kind of feels like an old school pod- uh, podcast. Actually, they were paper in a weird way. Because... Do you think you can tell that Triple H runs the show? Yeah, it's it's weird because usually you don't have like a story told over a pay per view anymore like you used to. And you go back to like the Attitude Era where your kind of stories were a bit more risque, but they were basic, you know. And they told like fully loaded ninety eight. I was watching. It was like, uh, will the Undertaker show up? We're not sure. King of Ring ninety nine. I was watching. Shane Man got injured. Would he make the match? And it's like saw like tag team title match. Them coming out, we thought, oh shit, what can happen? And of course, then they give us that little bit extra afterwards, and you think, oh fucking hell, right, okay, that's where it's going to go now. But you have to ask questions afterwards of maybe a superstar shake-up after SummerSlam, because we've, obviously Oscar's a dominant one, isn't she? But Bobby Roode now has lost his title, and with Adam Cole coming in, where is Roode on that? I mean, I know he, he needs a match with um, Roderick Strong and maybe you know Drew McIntyre as well, and the offers of pain. Like, do they really need a rematch for the titles? You know, but like you talked about earlier, I think they deserve main roster, didn't they? You know, yeah. so yeah, there's a lot of wrestlers there that deserve main rosters. But then, 
what's that going to do to the NXT? I know, like, you know, with Authors of Pain, the tag team division isn't that strong. You know, you've got Sanity. Who else is there? Heavy Machinery, they've already been ran through. DIY, they've been split up. You know, a lot of other options to go to for the tag team division there. Uh, and this is the problem in NXT5. They've got Fish and... Fish. <laughs> Fish. <laughs> and uh, O'Neill or O'Rourke or O'Halloran. O'Reilly. Yeah, this is the thing. That is probably what they're going to look for. But it's kind of a weird matchup as well against Sanity, that, isn't it? You know, will Sanity eventually become good guys in a weird way? And Eric Young, as we saw in the match... Becoming tag team titles, I mean, uh, tag team champion, they could probably use a free bird rule in the future with that. And uh, Eric Young, you know, gets his first taste of gold. Maybe some people didn't think he was going to. And I think with McIntyre, I think the only thing I'm disappointed about is the kind of reaction I think it got in the crowd. Because I think most of them did want Bobby Roode to retain the title. And I think, <coughs> like I mentioned, that's something McIntyre's going to have to address in the future going forward as NXT champion. Unless they do the old switcheroo and they do make him a hill. Afterwards, but then again with the feud with Adam Cole, who knows? That's what's good about NXT. Bring you the last episode of NXT uh, right after this. Do you know it's Edge's birthday today, Dan? Oh yeah, yeah. He was born on this day. <laughs> so now we are going to wrap up the end of episode one one eight, the most controversial podcast in WNR history, uh, and we've just had the event. You've heard everything that's happened. We've left it all in unedited. So it's all there. So let's clear up the shenanigans, Dan, because, you know, I thought it was the end of the podcast on Saturday night. It's the 26th of August today, so we're doing this a week removed from, obviously, last Saturday. So we're going to do all the week's worth of action that we had, WWE, do a bit of news, and, of course, everything else that we do. But, yes, we're going to clear up shenanigans. So what happened at the end of TakeOver, Dan? Well, we we do this thing on our predictions that... We get a bonus prediction, and James was counting on who involving himself in the match. Uh, Bob Strong involving himself yeah. in the match yeah. to win the pay, win the event. Yeah, and my bonus prediction was for Adam Cole to be caught on camera. Yes, yes. And what happened at the, end of the takeover event? Well, at the end, uh, Adam Cole did arrive and attack Drew McIntyre, leaving playing with Red Dragon holding up the NXT title. Now, at the time, I was just arguing the fact that we had predictions right. Do you know what I mean? That The fact is that out of the, the five matches, we got three each, so we both got a point because of that. And then the bonus point thing. And, of course, I, I said, well, I don't think you deserve, because of the prediction thing, to have the point on top, you know what I mean, and to have the one the pay-per-view results right. But, as a couple of eagle-eyed fans have put... Um, they said to me, at Money in the Bank, this is how far back they go, at Money in the Bank, when Dean Ambrose cashed in, he, I got the bonus point because not only did he win Money in the Bank in the, in the pay-per-view, he cashed in on Rollins and then walked out WWE Champion. I got the bonus point for that, which means I drew with Jag and I got the pay-per-view point. Someone else has also pointed out that your prediction was showing a shot of Adam Cole, uh, i.e. in the crowd, well, no, it's just Adam Cole gets caught on camera. Yeah, but not Cole attacking an NXT superstar or getting involved in, in the match. But he was on camera. But the thing is, right, James... Oh, yeah, James had Strong, but if he interfered in the match... So my bonus prediction was Roderick Strong uh, interferes in the match, costs rude NXT title. If he interfered in the match, 
and Bobby Roode would have lost, then I wouldn't have got the point from that. Do you know what I mean? So it's like it has to be spot just to say, oh, Adam Cole's there. He's, he's a bit like retains. Do you know what I mean? As in, like, there's too many permutations for it. Adam Cole shows that. You know, you could be, oh, yeah, um, Adam Cole's there. You know what I mean? And then you get it even if he's in the crowd, if he's fucking, you know, backstage or something like this, if he gets involved in a match as well. So there's, like, a numerous amounts of points. Whereas, I suppose, the Roderick Strong thing had to be... Do you know what I mean? Had if you had be... said Roderick, Roderick Strong shows up... Yeah. Then he could have been backstage, front stage, yeah, exactly. in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. In the so, look, I'll tell you, so what we're going to do now, from, from now on, bonus points are scrapped, all right, on the pay-per-views. What we can do if we want to is talk about, like, you know, after we put the prediction down for the match, if we put, like, you know, uh, Singh Brothers interfere on the Hall's behalf, you know, and then we can add credence to it. We won't get anything extra, but if we do want to explain our thoughts maybe a little bit. But then that goes behind like, oh yeah, why have you gone from a hall exactly, to win the title? Exactly. Because the Singh brothers get involved. Yeah. But I, I think what's, what's, it's different from that. The only difference would be, could it's written down, you definitely know you've, you've thought of it beforehand as opposed to maybe if you're watching yeah. it, do you know what I mean, a week late or something like this. Yeah, because so, sometimes that does happen as well where, you know, you say to me, oh, you've seen this or something like that. So with the written stuff down, I think for now our bonus point scraps I mean, people were saying that maybe we should leave. I'm going to do, because like you said, Dan, at NXT last Saturday, that it is like I am the, the rule maker, basically, of this podcast. And I understand that that's not fair, but I'm going to make a decision right now. I'm going to say for the point of just excitement, what I'm going to do for the first time ever, Dan, is that to stop all these shenanigans, you are my podcast partner as well. I'm going to award you three points for what happened last weekend. So you get your, your your bonus point that you did, Adam Cole showing up, you get your point for the NXT winning as well, which would mean on NXT predictions now, we are four each going into the last takeover of the year. Even though I've got a prediction more than you, you the bonus point does that. But that could be something I could argue if I do lose the NXT at the end of the year anyway. And bonus point-wise, will be four points each on that going into the May Young tournament. Right. So it's it's level NXT prediction, full on bonus league predictions, and of course pay few predictions. I did win SummerSlam. I am ten five ups. <laughs> and then leading in to the year end predictions, of course, extra points there. So for you, Dan, it's still all to play for, do you know what I mean? Apart because from the pay per view points. The pay per view <laughs> points. But then again, if they do two pay per views a month, I know they do one in September, but if they do two in October, two in December, there's still, what, six points on the line there. So, yeah. you know, uh, and it was, it's been close all year with pay per view predictions. It's just been here or there. Uh, and I think it should be the pure thing for NXT as well, do you know what I mean? Even if there is just five matches just to get the matches right and then it goes forward. And then, like I say, with the bonus league or the bonus predictions we're going to do, that will be all the, the May Young stuff coming up, uh, which will probably be the end of it. And, of course, the year-end predictions will be added to that. So are you happy with that final decision, Dan? I'm not unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy, but like I say, sometimes you have to do what's best for, for everyone as opposed to yourself. So I'm going to give you that, even though I don't agree with you. So, you know, let you know. <laughs> Well, thank you for all the listeners who was on my side. <laughs> yeah, well, i got to say, it was, uh, I wouldn't say 50-50, but, I mean, there were a couple, uh, to be, I'm surprised, there were a couple of guys, obviously, you know, love you, and a couple of guys had to bat for uh, Mr. Jimmy Rollins here. So, I'd like to thank everybody. And on that point, Dan, we should say, let's thank 
everybody for an incredible weekend that we had. Like we said last week, uh, we've released last week. We had our biggest weekend ever. It is official now. Uh, let me get into that in more. Uh, we had five podcasts in eight days, if you include this one. Friday night we had uh, Some Sound ninety two. Of course, a live show on Saturday night NXT live show Sunday night for SummerSlam. Wednesday night we released SummerSlam, and of course Saturday NXT Takeover. Uh, it has been huge. We had five thousand listening to us on Saturday night for NXT Takeover, and an incredible ten thousand people listening to us fucking <laughs> Sunday night. Uh, and we just like to thank everybody who got involved in WNR Train. Like we say, we don't take ourselves too seriously. It's, uh, it's a look in wrestling, but of course the passion is there, as you can tell. I mean, it's it's just incredible. We couldn't do it. Well, we could do it without you, but it's not as fun. Do you know what I mean? So to have everybody there with their comments and what they think, uh, it's all good. But let's get on with it. Because we've got about an hour to fill. Uh, we've probably got the three-hour mark on NXT TakeOver pay-per-view. And we're going to start on network news. And Dan, do you want to start this one out? Well, at this time, there are no plans to add the table for free episode with Ric Flair, Sting and Ricky Steamboat until Flair's health situation improves to the point he is out of Xavier Woods. <laughs> yeah. like he is out of the woods. Yeah, as long as... <laughs> yeah, um, so... Like we said, Ric Flair update, he's, he's talking to the nurses and stuff, but there is a long road to recovery is what we're hearing, which is not really much of a surprise. Um, we heard that in September coming up, because we will bring you a September uh, WWE Network Roundup, but that won't be late one in the month. We're hearing that instead we get a second season of the animated Storytime show. Uh, that's good. Then you never enjoyed these kind of series, Dan, have you? <laughs> no, it's, it's not my uh, my cup of tea, but some people out there like it, so... The finals of the May Young Classic airs live from Las Vegas on September the 12th and 205 Live will air after the finals end. Yeah, we're going to have more information about uh, us with the May Young Classic at the end of this episode as well. Talk about collections. The rumoured September collections will be Sting and The Undertaker, which is like I will look forward to. Dan, does that float your boat? Yeah, you know, we've seen quite a bit of the under, you know, seeing a bit of Sting, mainly from his WCW days, I presume, and a, well, you obviously won't see any yeah. of his NXT, uh, TNA days, but yeah, uh, WCW Thunder and Sunday Night Heat are both in line to be added to the vault select sections later this year. Well, I said at the end of last year, one of my five things I wanted WWE to do uh, was to add Sunday Night Heat and WCW Thunder, and I'm so pleased that he's like I say. We've got ECW now. I want the uh, WWF superstars, the old foe, and WWF Saturday night to be added. I want all those shows to be on the network because they've got all this library and it's just a great thing, you know? So, James, are you going to fact the shit out of me? Yes, I'm just going to give you a couple of facts now. Do you know, Undertaker was backstage at SummerSlam, Dan. Yes, I did know that. Now, we didn't mention it during the live show because I thought, well, he's not going to show up. If he'd have showed up, obviously I would have popped the fact out. But what do you think the reasonings are for it? Do you think it's just maybe... Oh, you know, like uh, a lot of legends in the game, I reckon he's helping out backstage, helping, you know, younger talent to portray themselves better on screen because, you know, there's no one does it better than The Undertaker. And the second fact, that Roman Reigns has lost every pay-per-view since WrestleMania. Yeah, two yeah. against Braun Strowman, you know, the one where he was injured at, uh, I think, Payback. Yeah. The ambulance match against Strowman again. Then we had the five-way for the number one uh, for Universal title, which Joe won. And, of course, the four-way at SummerSlam, which Lesnar won. Uh, but, Dan, you had a little surprise for me, didn't you? Yes, I did. I was 
Well, when I'm in the bath, I like to watch an episode of Raw on my tablet. I've, I've even got my own little uh, prop to keep my tablet upright and out of the water, obviously. Yeah. And so I was sat there watching, um, well, it was an episode of Raw from the Attitude Era. It was Raw number 388, and it was Monday the 30th of October 2000. And uh, Kurt Angle, he's currently the champion at the moment. He's got Stephanie McMahon as his manager, business partner, who's also married to Triple H. So Triple H and Kurt Angle have got a bit of heat. Stephanie McMahon goes home. Um... Triple H goes up to Kamish Foley and says, I want a match with Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle wasn't quite prepared for a match, but being the Olympic hero that he is, he, you know, says, so that I'll have a match anyway, much to his discretion. And, yeah, you'll see what follows. Yeah, obviously, birthday boy Edge there, uh, talking, Edge and Christian are talking Angle into it by playing the kazoo. Playing Kurt Angle's theme on the kazoo. <laughs> So it's Angle versus Triple H here. Raw in 2000 was just the best program going bar none. So you've seen Kurt Angle come out here now. And wearing he's, his tracksuit. Yeah, he's not happy, is he? But he is the WF champion. Not doing his usual... No. <laughs> not doing his u- usual pointing his fingers up no, in the air to not. his pyros. But the fireworks go off and Angle absolutely <laughs> shits himself. That is definitely a pyro contract, Dan. Excellent call. Thank you very much. Right, so after that, we get on to the serious stuff because we heard straight after NXT TakeOver about Oscar's injury. A successful title defence for Oscar Saturday came with some bad news as the women's wrestling star suffered a broken collarbone. The NXT champion won her match against Emma Moon and continuing her record record undefeated streak since joining the organisation in 2015. Unfortunately, she is now expected to miss six to eight weeks with the injury. Yeah, during the match, she landed awkwardly from a throw from Ember Moon and was able to complete the match, but had notable pain and discomfort. Uh, ringside, Dr. Jeffrey Westfield said, We performed an sound backstage that was highly suspicious of a break that was later confirmed by an X-ray. And Oscar sent out a tweet after the news. She said, Like the Terminator, I'll be back. Well, it's incredible to think we talk about toughness and we're going to get on with talk about toughness in a minute. But to wrestle with a broken collarbone, broken collarbone, finish the match, it shows incredible toughness. I think we're going to compare the injury to St. Cal's in a little bit. Well, on that note, I've actually broken my collarbone. I'm not going to say how, and it wasn't playing leapfrog and landing on my collarbone. <laughs> Genuine story. It was a couple of weeks, well, it was a week before my birthday. Right. And I was in such agony because uh, I've got some younger brothers, my mum had to take them to my nan and granddad's for them to be looked after while I went up to the hospital. And on the road to my nan's, there's a few uh, speed bumps, and even going over them, going up and down, oh. that really hurt. But the most annoying thing was, is I got a spare shirt for my birthday, a Tottenham Hot Spurs shirt, yeah. and I was in so much agony to put it on, but I had to wear it because it was my <laughs> birthday. So you'll say even the slightest bit of movement yeah. caused tremendous pain, and yet, and yet Oscar finished her match on Saturday and, and won. So she's more of a man than me, yes. <laughs> well, uh, but this is incredible. We talked about facts a second ago. So this is since Oscar took the phone down. Uh, in, an era... uh, in an era of high title turnover, Oscar's NXT Women's Championship reign is special. She has now been champ since last April and held onto the belt by knocking off Ember Moon at TakeOver Brooklyn 3 over the weekend. Since she has t- claimed the title... 
WWE's other championships have seen new owner after new owner. Well, the Raw Women's Championship has changed hands 10 times. <laughs> and there's been 10 reigns with the United States title since Austin became champ. The SmackDown Women's title, even created until last September, has seen six title changes. And the Intercontinental Championship has turned over the same number of times in that span. Well, that is absolutely incredible. You think about the amount of title changes there. Uh, and we have the latest update, and uh, we we normally don't do NXT spoilers. We're not going to talk about anything else that happened during the tapings, apart from this one thing, because I think this needs to be talked about now, do you know what I mean? And uh, what is the latest update, Dan? Well, Oscar is no longer the NXT Women's Champion after giving up the title during Thursday's NXT television tapings. NXT's official Twitter account shared a video of the Full Sail University crowd cheering for Oscar after she surrendered the title belt to general manager William Regal. Well, this move likely signals Oscar's ascension to the main roster as well. And uh, it's been reported that the Empress of Tomorrow will join Raw. Oscar held the NXT Women's Championship for over 500 days after beating Bayley at TakeOver Dallas on April 1st, 2016. Well, this is the second time. Uh, Before we get on to that... um, Let's just say, I mean, it's it's an incredible achievement for not only any wrestler, not only any monster wrestler, or you know anybody like that, like a Braun Strowman. You factor in a woman, and you factor in a Japanese woman as well. Oscar, talk about uh, game changes. She has completely changed the industry. Uh, completely changed the industry. You talk about the women's revolution. I mean, Oscar is is just incredible. It's been a fantastic ride with her, isn't it, Dan? You know. It has indeed, yes. Ever since, you know, we saw her coming into NXT, like, you know, relatively unknown and just seeing a meteoric rise through the ranks and, you know, what she's done for the sport, really. Yeah, yeah she, she's she been fantastic. You know, we talked about Nakamura's impact in NXT. I mean, Oscar is uh, NXT, you know, and there was no doubt. And I like to say, the reports for her going to Raw. But, I mean, putting the title, um, vacating the title, this is only the second time that the title has been vacated. It was up for grabs after Paige showed up and Raw and won the Divas Championship the night after WrestleMania 30 in 2014. Do you remember that? Fucking hell, that was a time ago. That was ago. a while ago, yeah. Yeah, um, and NXT held a tournament that time to determine a new champion in Charlotte on May 29th, 2014. Oh, that was when Charlotte was in NXT. Yeah, exactly, hell. Charlotte. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, Oscar has cast a big shadow in NXT. <coughs> Oscar has cast a big shadow in NXT after Bailey, Nia Jax, Carmella and Alexa Bliss all made the move to the main roster. And no one could argue it served to the detriment of the division as a whole and nobody could reach Oscar's level. Well, I mean, we speak about... I'll finish this first. NXT doesn't have the same kind of star power in the women's division it once had with the four horsewomen, but it's still flush with promising talents such as Ember Moon, Ruby Riot, Peyton Royce, Billy... Ka- Sorry, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay... And Nikki Verycross. Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. There's no question Oscars will NXT's biggest stars, but promotion to Raw could potentially be refreshing for NXT Women's Division. So we'll talk about both ones. Do you think Raw's the best? Uh, where would you put Oscar? Would it be Raw or SmackDown? Do you think it's what's best for her? I think Smack. Uh, well, I'd like to have seen her on the blue brand because, you know, that's my home, so to speak. But... I, I don't know, I think Raw could use her more. Yeah, I I, I, I agree with you there. I think Raw, uh, with Oscar running it, 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 it can be really, really good. I think the problem with SmackDown, because there's only a little time, 
you know, a lot to fit in, whereas Raw, she could get given a couple of, you know, segments on Raw every week, and it would be... Uh, we're talking about NXT. Who do you think, we don't know, who do you think will be the next women's champion? I've got one in my head. Dan, who do you think? Um, I think she's going to eclipse her way to the championship. Ruby Wright. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> Ember Moon. Ember, uh, I think Nikki Cross. I think Nikki Cross... And then Emberman going for that championship uh, around January time at the Rumble Takeover would be really, really cool. Uh, anyway, we move on. We speak SmackDown. Uh, then we had the week that was. So after the Oscar injury, we had Monday Night Raw, and it was uh, WWE in the Barclays Center in New York. Uh, you watched Raw. What did you think of Raw, Dan? I thought it was all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. Quite entertaining, yeah. Yeah, I know you're a big SmackDown fan. We'll get on to that in a minute. Uh, we should say at the start of Monday Night Raw, uh, Brock Lesnar came out of Paul Heyman, of course, and Heyman's given a spiel about Brock Lesnar still being a reigning defending WWE, uh, Universal Champion. Braun Strowman came out, and Dan, what did he say to Lesnar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said nothing. <laughs> uh, no, there was, there was not a lot said between the two. I think he was, uh, he was basically saying, well, you know, after what I've done to you, put you through two tables, put a table through you, had you carted off out the back. I think I'm a, a worthwhile challenger for your championship. Dear. I mean, the commentators, Michael did a really good job during this bit. And he, he said, uh, like, Braun Strowman last night, man handled Brock Lesnar. How many people can say that? The, mon- the monster, you know, dominated the competition. They showed... The, the clips of him putting Lesnar through the announce table twice, throwing it on him. Even Heyman sold it when Strowman came out like he was panicked. Uh, Lesnar, to his credit, didn't back down. He looked really fucking cool in this in this moment of time because he was like, come on. And Braun Strowman, who is known, like we say, to be walking away with Lesnar face-to-face, uh, cut the running power slams by Strowman. He picked up the Universal title and the cheer he got from the Barclays Centre, Dan. Lesnar was over, but Strowman... My God, I bet Vincent Mann was backstage going, why can't they do it to Reigns, damn it? <laughs> you know, it was, it was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> and even my dad who saw it, he's like, who's that big fucker? He looks like a wrestler. And I was like, yeah, that's Braun Strowman, man. A year ago, don't get me wrong, you know, sometimes we pick people. I would never have fucking got nah. Strowman, do you know what I mean? I well, never... when he was part of them, I would have said Bray Wyatt would have been given yeah. the push still. Yeah, but... ne- never, ever. I thought he was a big green monkey. Speaking of big green monkeys, Dan... What else happened on Raw? Well, uh, some news that always brings a smile to my face. We was treated to yet another match of Enzo Amore going against Big Cass, and it was a Brooklyn street fight. Enzo came out, went back to go and get a trolley full of goodies, took him to the ring, and then during the ring, Big Cass also can't handle ropes, it seems, (laughs) just like his uh, former counterpart, Enzo. He went for a big boob, ended up flipping up over the rope, landing hard on the ground, and uh, he basically tore his ACL. Yeah, well, I mean, you talk about tore his ACL. Um, First of all, let's speak about the match. Yeah, the the, the fans weren't happy about this match. Uh, Big Cass was his normal lumbering self. Uh, the, the, the The bit in the match where, yeah, like you said, Cass went over, he felt his leg, and then... The, obviously, the thing that they had planned was Enzo had the chair down. Cass was going to put his uh, foot on it. Put his foot on it, held his leg again. And then did the same spot, held his leg again. Uh, and then he went for the Empire Elbow. And you know when, like, uh, like someone does a really shit sell of a, of a knee? Yeah. Went for the Empire Elbow and then just went down. 
buckled, yeah. Buckled. And the referee was like, no, no, we got to, we got to stay. Uh, Enzo still had the hands on the chair, like looking at Cass going, put your foot in the chair, put your foot in the chair. Referee called it. Uh, and then Cass, it, so unprofessionally, uh, started smacking the mat, going out. So you could, they literally had to bleep him out because he was going, fucking hell, fuck it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I just thought, any little kid watching going, why is that big man swearing and banging them out for? And why is his leg? It, it was it was terrible. And um, like I say about the injury, it is a torn ace. And uh, the good news is he will be out for nine months, which is just incredible. Uh, but you talk about just t- incredible. No, I'd rather just see him than Enzo more. We spoke about Cass. just incredible. He's getting some help at the moment. Um, no, we, we compare Big Cass's torn ACL. Have you, you suffered any... I tore my cruciate ligament. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, that is painful. Don't get me wrong. Very painful. What was worse, that or your broken collarbone? Uh, my torn ACL. Your torn ACL. Oh, so, yeah. do you think this... Who do you think for completely giving up and uh, or maybe being so silly and trying to move like the elbow? Well, funnily enough, i done my ACL <laughs> while playing football and I managed to walk home. My dad told me to walk it off and I still had to climb ladders at work. So I had to carry on working, but, you know, with my collarbone broken, I couldn't do too much with yeah, it. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Cass is out for a long time, and it's it's just good news for him. He's on wrestlers, but he's gone, and we'll talk about his uh, former tag It's a shame partner. it wasn't um, Mojo. Hey? Yeah, well, well, yeah, fuck Mojo. Um, anyway, after, uh, and also on Monday Night Raw, we should say, is John Cena arrived as a free agent. And uh, came out, Kurt Angle welcomed him, which is quite a nice moment between the two men, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, well, Kurt Angle welcomed him the last time he was on Raw. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first time he was, no, he was on SmackDown, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, SmackDown, yeah. But he's returned to Raw, Angle was there, so it's still nice. Uh, and John Cena said he wanted just one man. He wanted to talk to one man face-to-face. <laughs> I mean, the crowd at this point in time, we should speak about him. Because, yeah, it was Roman Reigns who came out and met him. There was the beach ball fiasco that happened. Uh, Saturday, uh, Sunday night it happened on SummerSlam because Cesaro put an end to that. Funny as fuck. And then everybody thought it would be really funny on Monday to take like 10 with them. <laughs> so, uh, and then the crowd obviously started doing the beach ball gimmick. It's, I'm only going to talk about it a little while because, don't get me wrong, I, I love passionate crowds. I love crowds that get in the action. And uh, I think us as British wrestling fans, English fans... You know, we when we watch wrestling, we understand the wrestling and we make the match mean more by our reactions to it. Whereas I think some crowds try to make it about them as opposed to what's going on in the ring. Do you think that would be fair? Yeah. 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 Uh, and I think that's what the bitch balls were. Uh, but their reaction to when Reigns came out. I mean, Cena got a... No, not a great reception. Let's go, Cena, Cena. Sucks. Yeah. He, he always gets a 50-50 nowadays. Exactly. Reigns came out and they start, the fans started chanting, you both suck. <laughs> Which, yeah. <laughs> but then, who come out to make the situation better? Situation. Well, the Miz came out. The man who performed in front of 50 people at SummerSlam uh, came out with a Miz Taraj. And then in the main event, Miz. And who did Miz Joe. The Miz and Joe versus... That was quite a funny backstage segment. Uh, well, after they had been announced, like because uh, of, well, Roman Reigns and John Cena challenged Miz and one of his members of the Miz Taraj come out, then the trumpets played. Joe came, made his way to the ring. He said, look, I'm going to be your tag team partner. And then you cut to backstage a little while on in the show and the Miz is acting, trying to act all chummy with Joe. 
And uh, he said, yeah, right, right. And Joe was like, shut up. You can do it my way. You two, just stay a ringside. You two, just be your annoying self and just leave me to do my business. Well, and... there we go. Uh, and at least Joe is getting a little bit, you know what I mean? He's entertaining, but he should be... A killer. A, he should be a killer, yeah. But he was in the main event, losing end, wasn't he? Reigns and Cena did win. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. I mean, it looks like these two are going to have a face-to-face meeting. Do you think No Mercy is too soon for these two men to go one-on-one? Uh, I was building up, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a WrestleMania level. Man, there's not that many kind of first-time one-on-one matches. And uh, I, think, I, think, I, I wouldn't have thought, you know, maybe Survivor Series. Maybe Survivor Series. But then again, there's not a lot of, like we say, Reigns in that situation. Reigns versus Rock maybe down the line. But then again, Strowman coming through, he could change it up. You know, you can have Strowman versus whoever. But it was rumoured the reason why Lesnar pinned Roman Reigns is so Reigns can get his revenge at WrestleMania against Lesnar in the main event. Yeah, I mean, I think they are definitely going to go for Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, but it'll be interesting to see what they do along the journey. I would love the fact that Strowman managed to uh, beat Lesnar, even if it was for a month, do you know what I mean, the Universal Champion, because Strowman has been so entertaining. In my head this past week, all I've been thinking about is that chair. Not the uh, not the announce tables, but you know when Strowman picked up the fucking the the chair at ringside, yeah, just froze at him, threw it at Reigns and Joe. Okay, that's incredible. Anyway, moved on to Tuesday, and it was SmackDown down. And what happened? How was uh, Tuesday night SmackDown? Um, it was glorious. <laughs> well, you had English being his annoying self. He said, "Spotlight, please." Started singing, and then all the lights went out. The piano played and we had a glorious entrance for Bobby Roode. And uh, everyone was just singing his tune. And once he'd been on the spot, as he does, he just looked around and just said, wow. You know, he's realised he's hit the big time now. (laughs) And he quite easily uh, deposited off Aidan English with a glorious DDT. He did. Finishing him off in great style. But I think English had a couple more offensive moves than I thought he was going to. And it was weird Rude came out as a kind of uh, face in this match as well, wasn't he? He did seem quite facey, especially like in his uh, interview after in the ring, you know. He said he's just made it a lot more glorious and he's broke the bank to bring in a big money sign in such as Bobby Rude. No, he is a big, big money sign. You were saying JBL was quite interesting during the commentary as well. Yes, uh, well, Bobby Rude was perched on the top rope to go for a move and JBL said, yeah, he's uh, making some beer money. Ah. Which is obviously a TNA reference yeah. to when he was in Beer Money, Inc. Uh, no, I thought it was incredible. Don't get me wrong. I love Bobby Roode and I, I watched SmackDown and I really enjoyed this bit. The only thing I did, the fact he didn't have another robe. He wore the same robe he did at TakeOver. Now, Bobby, I know it's probably worth like $50, a $50,000 robe. But you should have a spare, you know what I mean? Come out in another one. We've seen it before. Uh, but it's great. He's treated like a star. Who would you want to see Bobby Roode face in his first kind of feud in, on SmackDown? AJ Styles, that'd be good. Or Samoa Joe, uh, not Samoa Joe, um, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, yeah, I'd be interested in what way. I think the US title versus AJ Justin, they had some great matches Well, it would have been good if he'd have started next week and AJ Styles is like, right, I'm doing a US title open challenge. Yeah, well, there were, that was the original rumours of the, the open challenge. He still might be able to, you know, he still might do that. I am looking forward to the Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton match that will take place. And I know who the winner is already, Dan. So there's no doubt in my mind about that. Um, oh, speaking of Bobby Roode, like, it wasn't the first time 
He was on SmackDown then. It wasn't, no. Uh, well, after it was announced that he was on SmackDown, I sent you a picture of uh, something that had happened on an earlier episode of SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown 84, Thursday the 29th of March 2001. And I was like, this is a real throwback. Um, 16 years ago. Yeah, before he became a TNA cornerstone, before he was NXT champion... Rude was fresh-faced jobber for WWE. The company spelled it two ways, including Rude, R-O-O-D, and Rude, R-U-D-E. As in Ravishing Rick. Yeah, and he took a beat from a number of stars. But this is interesting, because like we say, we, we've, we've seen Raw from 2000, which is awesome, and now this is the build-up. Look at the amount of sign and, guys there are in the ring. There are literally a few days away from WrestleMania uh, 17, the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Triple H and Antaker in a feud. And, of course, Triple H has gone sick trying to beat up Sarah and the family. And then Antaker's threatened Stephanie. So, Triple H wants help, doesn't he? And he's bringing out the cops with him. He does, yes. But this is what you can find on the <laughs> WWE Network. It is all available. Everything we've seen, the pyrocontracts, the, the Bobby Roode thing, it is all available on the network. Indeed, yes. Even the beginning of such. Yeah, exactly. Right, can we see Bobby? Which one is he? The glorious one. Wearing, <laughs> he's, he's a policeman wearing a robe. I wonder if there's any other famous wrestlers in the lineup. Oh, wait a minute. James Rowland Bowl. Hey! Rude! <laughs> <laughs> All that time just for that. All that. It's worth it, isn't it? It's worth it. Well, so Rude has gone against The Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, Rude versus The Undertaker on SmackDown 16 years ago. How do you think he looks? He looks young. He looks bloody young, doesn't he? Oh, bless him. He'd think, who'd have thought, eh? Bobby Roode, now in a smackdown ring. Do you want to see if he gets beaten up or not? Yeah. Yeah, come on. Roode! It's the only one they showed yeah, as well. One of them looks like Holly, hardcore Holly as well. Roode! <laughs> it's the only one they're showing as well. They must know. Kennedy! Is it Anderson? No. What? No. Mr... Kennedy. That is Mr. Kennedy. It is. Fucking Kennedy and Rude. <laughs> so Mr. Kennedy, Bobby Rude, the cops. Who else is there? Is there Chris Masters? Rico? Who else at the time? Samoa Joe? <laughs> Likes donuts. Officers, go on Rude. Go on Rude and Kennedy. <laughs> Officers Rude and Kennedy. Fuck Undertaker up right now. <laughs> Officer <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> Oh, he ran right through Rude and Kennedy. And now they had to take a right Triple H. <laughs> Not getting in the ring now. Rude. There we go. Come on, Bobby. Oh. oh. He had a Triple H thrown at him. Big Dog. Why is Untaker taking all of uh, Reigns' fucking gimmicks for? That's well, Rude. Big Dog in the yard. <laughs> Rude and Kennedy. Yeah, Rude's even got him now. Go on. They've got him. Bobby Roode has saved the day. There he's got the Undertaker. He's like, look, don't make me DDT, yeah. Yeah, he's got a firm hand on his chest. Right. Bobby Roode, Dan, eh? Wow. What do you think? Glorious, 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 glorious. What do you think of that moment? It was glorious. It was, wasn't it? It really was worth it. <laughs> Bobby Roode there in glorious colour. So dreams do come true, you know? True. 16 years ago... He was a, a young, up-and-coming guy, was made to dress as a policeman, was on SmackDown, and now he is in the ring on SmackDown wrestling. Where they have people that dress up as police officers, <laughs> i.e. Fandango yeah, and Breeze. They do, yeah. So, 
dreams Full circle. do come true. And, so maybe uh, in 16 years, Breeze and Fandango <laughs> will be something big. Well, speaking of uh, SmackDown superstars, we go back to SmackDown. Who else was seen making their debut down? Well, it wasn't so much as a debut, but it was a re-debut, and that was Shelton Benjamin. Mm. Cools it as he sees it. He's with Gable. <laughs> yes, he is with Gable. Daniel Bryan wanted to make sure. We got accused of racism a little bit by saying that, but... But WWE are just as racist. Exactly. Uh, so, in, well, because of that, we are going to watch from the Kurt Angle Collection, Gold Medalist versus the Gold Standard, Monday the 22nd of August, 2005. Now, uh, Shelton Benjamin, any excuse to watch one of his matches uh, is is always a great thing. We should, we should say that Benjamin really was uh, kind of, in Money in the Bank matches, he was a guy doing all the big moves, wasn't he, you know? Before, uh, I don't know who it would be now, you know, before Kofi Kingston or anybody like that, Benjamin was the guy doing the gimmicks in ladder matches and, and doing all the, the great, after, you know, diving on the top of, uh, yeah, diving, standing jump to the top rope. He could do all these amazing feats. But yeah, I mean, it's just a great athlete, Shelton Benjamin. Are you a fan of Shelton Benjamin, Dan? I was, yeah. You know, he was uh, he was a very good athlete in his time, yeah. yeah no, he was. And uh, he was part of the world's greatest tag team, of course, with Charlie Haas. When he first made his debut in WWE, it was a part of Team Angle, obviously alongside Kurt Angle and Charlie Haas, helping Angle with the WWE Championship, WrestleMania 19. And went on to become a very good tag team in their own right. Uh, I think the problem at the time, there wasn't a lot of tag teams to go against them, you know. So there were a few arrows and other teams like that, but there wasn't really anybody else. Uh, Charlie Haas got himself a little bit um, fucked up, really, and kind of got himself released. Whereas Benjamin then... As a pure athlete, couple of uh, great victories, or a couple of fluke victories it was over Triple H at the time when Triple H was middle of evolution. And then with Benjamin, it looked like he was going to be a great star, wasn't it? You know, 2004, 2005. But they, they kind of messed it up, didn't they, you know? Well, when they uh, turned his hair gold and introduced his mum. Exactly. And, and, and I don't know why the reasons maybe they didn't think he was uh, great on the mic. But there was no doubt how good Benjamin was in the ring, and he's going against, like we say, his former uh, teacher, Kurt Angle, here. This is part of the uh, Gold Rush tournament for the uh, World Heavyweight title. Well, do you not think that <coughs> Shelton Benjamin was a bit before his time? You know, he was doing things that we'd see nowadays back then. Yeah, I think Benjamin in a ring with, I look to say, wrestlers we got now, it would be a perfect match. Or someone like Benjamin's calibre in NXT would have worked perfectly. You know, it, like you say, yeah. it was just at that point in time where they weren't sure. One thing that I think would have worked wonders is the, the Paul, if Paul Heyman was around as well, being a manager of Benjamin, because you can uh, sell that kind of athletic ability that he's got, and he doesn't need to do any talking, you know, much like Brock Lesnar. And one of the interesting things about that, back in development, OVW, Moon and Lesnar were a tag team, the Minnesota Wrecking Crew. So there's a lot of history between each man there. Yeah. Uh, but Benjamin being back, I think it's a great thing on SmackDown. <clears throat> We're seeing him here on Monday Night Raw against Kurt Angle. And, of course, uh, Benjamin had a crack, couple of cracking matches. Remember his match against Shawn Michaels as well on Monday Night Raw where he springboard right into the fucking uh, switching music. But seeing as Kurt Angle is Raw general manager, I thought this had a little bit more meaning. And Angle at this point in time is going through his kind of... Um, he just faced Eugene at SummerSlam. And uh, he was going this wrestling machine type gimmick, you know what I mean? Where he was, he could work down a body part and just be nasty kind of angle. Oh, and a seated springboard on the top rope there, flipping himself backwards, alleviating the pressure on the uh, 
Up wrist lock that Kurt Angle had in. And Deep Arm Dragon puts him down working over the arm. You should say Shelton Benjamin, you know, college wrestler as well. Great success. Uh, fantastic, as JR would say, great college athlete. Collegiate athlete. Collegiate athlete, yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Trying to work that Kurt Angle. Are you calling him a shadow because he's black? No, oh, Angle now working with a forearm trying to get out of this. And this is beautiful catches catch can wrestling between these two men as well. As Angle's going to go for the... Oh! German Bally, suplex. Yeah, German suplex, yeah. And what they do a lot of nowadays, Shelton Benjamin flips out of it. But, you know, you would have rarely seen moves as athletic as that. Yeah. I mean, Benjamin lands on his feet. Could be, you know, pitch perfect. Ducks away Angle. Goes flying to the outside. I mean, let's, let's say, Benjamin is... Uh, was a fantastic athlete. You just didn't know what to do with him. I think with Chad Gable by his side, there is a chance that American Alpha 2.0 or World's Greatest Tag Team 2.0, uh, I think it, it can Team be... Team Alpha. Uh, yeah, it can be a fantastic success, you know what I mean? Like, Well, you know, it's did you see the little skip between the two of them? Yeah. When, like, it didn't seem like Shirt and Benjamin was too much into it and Chad Gable was like, come on, partner, let's go, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, which is... but we, we knew that from the early American Alpha days when well, that's what Chad Gable was doing, wasn't he? He, he scouted Jason Jordan, yeah. Yeah. And then during the commercial. <laughs> Belly to bed overhead suplex there. <laughs> to the outside. That's to not, the outside, yeah. <laughs> not many people take that kind of move anymore. And that angle with a sleeper trying to just take out Sheldon Benjamin. Well, he's got uh, a leg scissors on Sheldon Benjamin's leg as well, restricting his movement there. Oh, look how nasty Kurt Angle is. He's got it like, in deep. Benjamin fighting out of it, though. Irish whip. Oh, goes for a splash angle duck. Dodges it. Oh. Another belly to back. Can't avoid that. Look at the forearm across the bridge of the nose. And again, Benjamin kicks out. Uh. Twice. Uh. But Angle getting a bit annoyed with himself. Angle with a suplex of Benjamin trying to keep him down. Two. Oh. One. Two. Oh. Another couple of two counts there. Two. Or four. And his angle, yeah, hooked the leg and then that failed and then put the arm right across. And now, as you see, the wrestling machine has got the... Oh, my God. Add Benjamin down there for the pin. He's got the grapevine in, just taking all the air away from Cheryl Benjamin. Irish whip uh, from Angle to Benjamin in the corner. Kurt Angle goes to uh, take him out, shoulder first into the ring post and then delivers a thunderous spine buster. Yeah, Angle hit the ring post and then seemed the right of it. Let's see the replay. Bounced straight off it. Oh... He wasn't happy, and then, like I so, say, yeah, ran right into Benjamin. Both men down now, Angle trying to get his bearings. Oh, both back up at exactly the same time, and now trading big right hands. Well, There's not much of a trading going on, it's just Shout and Benjamin delivering all the punishment to Angle. Irish whip, but Shout and Benjamin comes in with a big forearm, a couple of clothesline takes, takedowns, and Benjamin's starting to get fired up. Oh, what runs into a big elbow from Angle. Might be going for that stinger splash, and now he's got Angle up. Oh. <clears throat> Samoan drop. Oh, can't keep him down. Angle kicks out. Uh, Benjamin going for a drop kick there, but Angle holding on to the ropes. And now Angle's going to go for the ankle. Angle. Is the angle lock? They can't get it in. Benjamin's not letting him turn it over. Oh, and he kicks Angle away. Well, angle straight back on it. Oh. Benjamin looking for his super kick. Angle catches it, spins him round, and he gets caught with an insiguri. And now this might be it. Angle's out, is he? Two. Two. Oh. Angle managing to kick out. Ah. 
Love Kurt Angle's kick out. I think his oh. I think his kick outs oh. are the best kick outs oh. in wrestling, bar none. Kick outs. And Angle now down, and Benjamin's going to go to the top. What's Shelton got planned here? Oh, Angle running the ropes. Oh, belly to belly overhead there. Throws him off the top rope. One, um, two. Oh, Shelton ben- Benjamin managing to stay in the match and kicking out. Ah, fair play, Shelton. I mean, he got caught there by Kurt, but he's trying to recover. Roll on your front so you can't get pinned. Uh oh. Straps are coming down. Angle's saying, you son of a bitch. Well, you know what that means when the straps are down, Dan. Open for rape. It means business and Angle now. Angle slam time. Oh, no. Benjamin kind of reverses it into a lovely DDT. (laughs) And I've got the shoulder over. One, two. two. If he'd have had a full cover, that would have been three. But Angle manages to kick out. Ah, and again, shoulder up at the last possible second there. And Shelton now must be wondering what's going to what's going to take to put Kangle away. Away, like on the phone waving. Hey. <laughs> Hi, man. I'm on PV. And now Shelton Benjamin setting up Kurt. Got the suplex? No, no. Kurt Angle just picks the ankle, gets the turn on Benjamin this time. Oh, uh-oh. Grapevine locked in, and that is all she wrote for Benjamin. Nowhere to go, and Benjamin does out. But Kurt showing his aggressive side there. Dan, what do you think of the match? That was a bloody good match between two great wrestlers. And, you know, um, it is a bit of a shame that the gold standard didn't quite alleviate himself to the heights that he could have done. Yeah, and, and this is hopefully now, I mean, maybe not for Benjamin, but he can have some incredible matches with Gable by his side and help Gable become a star in his own right if they if they use it right, if they use it, you know. I mean, now you would say after the Jordan Gable split, it looks better for Gable with Shelton Benjamin on his side. And just to end SmackDown, what was SmackDown's main event, Dan? Because we were talking about Tuesday night. The Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, US title rematch because Kevin Owens claimed he got screwed. Even though Shane McMahon, as we saw on uh, SummerSlam, he counted the, th- but at the count of three, he noticed that AJ Styles' foot was on the rope. So you know, but Kevin Owens didn't see the bit with the foot on the rope. He only saw him count three. Funnily enough, <laughs> but um, they was all in the ring. Uh, McMahon, Shane McMahon, Styles, and Owens. And they said, AJ Styles is like, right, look, just give him his rematch. And Kevin Owens is like, well, I'm choosing the referee because, you know, I've been screwed over twice by referees. So they was like, yep, choose your own referee. He went backstage, had a bit of a, did you see the Breezango bit? No. Breezango was like, oh, yeah, even though uh, we're not wrestling tonight, we'll uh, we'll be good, you know, we look good in stripes. Yeah. And Kang was like, no. Uh, Kevin Owens was like, no, go away. Corbin comes up and they kind of make a bit of a deal when Owens wins the US title, Corbin gets first shot. Right, right, right. So, you know, they have that match and, you know, it's all going well. Corbin's counting a bit too fast for my life that he makes. But uh, Shane McMahon comes down to ringside. Of course, he's noticed this and he pulls Corbin out of the ring. Corbin says, right, Sodger then throws the shirt at Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon then, like, you know, he finishes the match as referee. Right, Phenomenal right. forearm, gets the free. So Shane involved again. Now Corbin's involved in the program as well. So it, it's it's all becoming a little bit, you know, uh, 
the storylines become a little bit more murkier, really, hasn't it? You know, since uh, SummerSlam. Obviously, yeah. Shane and Owens going forward, and Corbin now has gone from a potential W champion to a US champion, a US title referee. So you know, the only way is up. And then we had two i five live afterwards, and of course we will be bringing you all the two i five live in September when we do the WWE Network roundup. So move on to a bit of news, and uh, John Jones, as we were talking about a couple of weeks ago, he has been stripped of his UFC title for steroid use. He could be banned. For four years. He's 30 years old, so 34 would come back. He is a guy, Dan. I don't know. Do you know much about I'll let you in a little bit of his story. Go on, him. Uh, one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time. His, his record is fantastic. He's only ever lost once, and that was because he used illegal elbows himself. That's what the referee thought. Uh, and he was like the undisputed champion. A couple of years ago, he was, and he was in the car, and he hit a pregnant woman. Uh, then he failed a couple, of more, a couple of drug tests in UFC. So uh, he had to be suspended because that. he had a year suspension for drugs. He then came back and Cormier, he's a huge wrestling fan uh, in himself because he gets what the characters are meant to be. He always wanted to beat John Jones. And of course then he got beaten by John Jones at UFC. Uh, he was devastated by it and then it was seen that John Jones did have steroids in his system again. So he was suspended at all. So this guy is just one fuck up after another. You know, speaking about people giving all the opportunities in the world and keep fucking them up. This guy has got God-given talent and yet just continues to just shit it away, you know? And the potential, like we say, the Brock Lesnar versus John Jones fight that we're all looking forward to is not going to happen. You know? Unless he joins WWE, of course. Oh, and he's also got a history of steroid use, so he'd be a good fit there, I suppose. you know what I mean? And talking of uh, crazy... Crazy guys, we move on to Sid Vicious, a solid justice. We don't talk a lot about Sid because he is no longer relevant in the wrestling business. One of the worst WWF champions and WCW champions of all time, I will say. But he had this to say, Dan. And he spoke with uh, Hannibal TV and was asked a fairly loaded question about how he feels overweight guy in a t shirt becoming world champion. He just shook his head before answering, This is the thing. It reminds me of the time I left when business was hot. I came back as Psycho Sid and I was looking at people like Rex King and Steve Dole and I'm going, hold on, I know these guys and they're not money people, what's going on? When I got there, I saw business was bad. I hate saying it, but I see people like Kevin Owens and this Yakamura guy and these like this. When I see that, I'm going, business has got to be bad or they're at a point where they don't care. That's all I know. Yakamura, Nakamura, let's call the whole thing off, Dan. We had a much nicer thing to say about Roman Reigns, however, but still managed to get another swipe at Owens while praising the big dog. Uh, I think he's one of the better talents they've got. He looks credible. He looks good. He's a good interview. And if we're going to compare him to anybody, let's just compare him to that last guy you said, the fat guy in the T-shirt, Kevin Owens. There's no comparison. I think he's light years ahead of that guy. He also said he thinks Jinder Mahal is doing a good job. Sorry, Kevin. (laughs) It looks like Psycho Sid isn't on your side and he has half the brain that you do. Yeah, Sid said in the (laughs) promo Kevin Ash once is that I have half the brain you do. Uh, And it shows here. To call uh, Nakamura Yakamura, you know, it shows Psycho Sid hasn't got a fucking clue, Dan, doesn't it, you know? Uh, Well... You know, he he was probably one of the worst interviewers ever on WWE. He's probably one of the worst champions ever on WWE. So, 
you know, you can't really judge his judgment for anything more than what it is. Exactly. And for a guy who couldn't come off the second rope, anybody who wants to, I mean, we won't use W Milk, just Google Sid, because I know Dan doesn't like it, just Google Sid uh, Vicious and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, move on to arrivals, and this is big news. W announced on Monday that it signed top wrestling prospect, prospect Leo Rush. The 22-year-old from uh, Maryland is known as a high flyer and became a popular figure in the independent circuits. Now the top wrestling organisation had locked him in on the deal. He joined the W Performance Centre in Orlando on Monday. The former high school wrestler has been developing his professional skills over the past three years, winning Ring of Honor's top prospect tournament in 2016. And even before discussions with the WWE, he noted his excitement with the possibility of joining WWE. My interest in WWE is again through this roof, Rush said. Uh, Rush said in June, per Bleacher Report's Donald Wood. I haven't been contacted by WWE, but the playing field right now with the cruiserweights and that being somewhat of a main focus, you know, it drives me to become better. Uh, and I'll tell you what, he's going to be fantastic on the 205 Live when he does debut, even if it's NXT. He is a really exciting prospect. Uh, move on to Deaths. And uh, Dana Brooks' boyfriend. I know it's not big news, but I, I want to say it because... A top bodybuilder has died suddenly, aged 26. His WWE star girlfriend has confirmed. Dallas McCarver, known as Big Country, passed away after he reportedly choked on food. <laughs> no. His girlfriend, WWE superstar Dana Brooke, told TMZ a friend found the powerlifter unconscious in his home shortly after midnight on Tuesday. He was taken to hospital where he was pronounced dead a short time later. So, I mean, Dana Brooke, I mean, she is a part of the uh, the, the women roster, you know, in WWE and her boyfriend. Can uh, I say, be careful when you're eating, James? Yeah, I will be careful. I will get that, you know, for people, you laugh. You know, you might laugh someone choking on food, but it is dangerous. You've got to chew. You've got to chew on it, chew on it, and chew on it, you know. Uh, but that's a bit depressing, but a little bit more... Uh, more Cena, never give up, heartwarming moment. Uh, the WWE star got choked up when he was surprised by dedicated fans who penned an emotional letters, well, who penned emotional letters to him, thanking him for being a good role model. In a cricket wireless YouTube video that has amassed over 6,900,000 views, Cena sits down to read these notes, but little did he know that his devotees were listening in a room next door. Well, the wrestling icon reads each letter one by one, stories of miraculous recoveries, overcoming heartbreaks and battles with depression. Well, I'll take a deep breath as each note thanks him for helping him overcome various obstacles. So the story I'm going to tell you now is Tyler Schweer, Dan. And um, what it was, Tyler's a young lad. He was in the audience at a WWE event and uh, John Cena was there and he handed him the wristband. And of course, John Cena's motto is, you know, never give up, is it? Yep. Uh, so he gave him the wristband. Uh, then unfortunately a couple of months later his mum, Tyler's mum was diagnosed with breast cancer and was uh, pretty ill she was in the hospital and, and Tyler uh, the young guy he, he went up to his mum and, and said mummy, said, I, I want you to have this and she looked down it was the wristband and he goes John Cena never gives up mum never give up alright he gave it to her and she wore it so as Tyler is telling uh, John Cena uh, uh, John Cena is obviously, you know, in a in a in a state of shock, crying, and he asks the boy, he has to, doesn't he? You know, he says, oh, "So, so what happened to your mum?" 
And then Tyler says, um, well, actually, my mum's here backstage. She fully recovered from cancer. She came out with the wristband in a little box and said, this is kind of what got us through everything. And, uh, I mean, it was such a lovely story. And I thought, it's so weird that people mock John Cena and what it is. But that kind of just ideal, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Of, like, the little kid saying, well, you know, never give up to that. It, it, is, it is a lovely story. And... Um, Cena, you know, like I said to him, he said a few things to him, but I think it was a lovely moment. And uh, I know sometimes WWE says, like, you, you over-publicise stuff or you do certain things, you know what I mean? But uh, for Cena to have that kind of impact on people's lives, it is a lovely moment. And I think that's a perfect way to kind of, um, you know, after the death, we just had <laughs> to, to cheer us. So it's a heartwarming moment from John Cena. But we move on and we get to Wednesday's action on the W network and that was nxt and dan when do we start watching nxt now So, yes, it is the 23rd of August. So, now for the fifth straight night, WWE has raided the Barclays Centre. Well, don't try to tell me this was taped Saturday night because I call shenanigans. Shenanigans! Before I begin, I'm going to save myself the time of saying this five times. They did five video packages recapping the matches at TakeOver. Any interview between the participants aired over those video packages. No way Jose versus Lars Sullivan. It never began. Jose's new job is the old Enzo Amore and Big Cass spot where he opens every show. He brought fans over the dash of boards to Fiesta with him for the match until he was attacked by Sullivan. Yes, Sullivan destroyed Jose while the fans stood and watched in horror. Sullivan, who went zero for the millennium in a tag team action, is much more dominant by himself. The match never got started as Sullivan walked off after leaving Jose Lane. Well, we got a Johnny Gagano promo from earlier today. Gagano said he has no excuse for lo- losing to Andre Almas, and he owns that. Brooklyn didn't go as planned, but he knows people still believe in him, and this is far from the end for Johnny Wrestling. Yes, Oscar did a post-match press conference with international media. She bragged about winning and says she will continue to do so. They did share the news of Oscar's collarbone injury and Oscar declaring that she will be back. Well, no, she won't. Well, no, she won't. We had the news. And then Pete Dunne and Wolfgang cut a promo backstage about their match tonight. They were asked What's this ma- what this match would do for the UK division. Dunne said, him wrestling makes the brand stronger, which is true. Wolfgang, Wolfgang said, I ain't like the fuck, man. Wolfgang said that after they win their tag team match tonight, Dunne, should- Dunne told him not to get too far ahead of himself. I should note this. Pete Dunne and Wolfgang, my picks, versus Trent Seven, Tyler Bate. Pete, uh, you picked Dunne as well, and you picked Bate, didn't you? So yes. uh, You picked Seven, sorry. So only Tyler Bate, but of course Mustache Mountain as well. Anyway, next match, Dan. Next match uh, was Peyton Royce with Billy Kay, and uh, she defeated Sarah Logan. We're really into the iconic, the iconic duo's entrance. 
And uh, Logan's enthusiasm was infectious, but she was here tonight with a job to do. Logan dropped down too close to the ropes, causing Royce to trip over her while coming off them. Not sure if that was a botch, but they made it look good. Royce then used a kind of reverse tarantula in the ropes. Logan ducked under a spin kick and hit a delayed German suplex. Kay tried to get involved, but it backfired, and Logan almost got the pin with an O'Connor roll. However, Royce picked up the win with a Fisherwoman's suplex. Well, next week's episode, Drew McIntyre will reply to the beatdown he got a takeover from Adam Cole and Red Dragon. And then Bobby Roode ordered a lackey to get his bags and put them in his car after losing the NXT Championship on Saturday. He refused to do an interview, then Roderick Strong blew him a kiss, telling him, see you soon. We then recapped his debut on SmackDown last night, and there was a promo where Roode said he doesn't leave behind unfinished business. He says he's going to beat Strong, and then beat Drew McIntyre, take his NXT title, and then he will make SmackDown... Glorious! <laughs> Alistair Black ignored the random schmoes shoving microphones in his face and demanding comments following his match on Saturday. And then we get to the main event, and it is the WUK champion Pete Dunne and Wolfgang versus Tyler Bate and Trent Sevens. This is the first we're going to see... Mustache <laughs> mounting. Let's so cool. for some reason mustache mounting there. English tag team. They are so cool. Brilliant. <laughs> well, we asked why the UK title wasn't defended at Takeover. There's really no excuse for it, is there? You know, no, none at all. To be used as a kind of a kickoff tag team match. Why it wasn't on the kickoff, I'll never know. Or presumably to use it on NXT tonight. We see the injury of Pete Dunne that we spoke about. The Busted up eyebrow. Looks like it's been stapled shut. Must have at least 28 staples in that eyebrow. Mustache. <laughs> mustache. I must mustache now. I must have that many. Mustache. Here we go. First time. Mustache. Former and current UK champions in the ring squaring off against each other. And what a match they had at NXT TakeOver Chicago. And this tag team match should be fantastic. Yeah, the four brightest UK talents... Well, the three brightest and Wolfgang. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Wolfgang's my pick. Look at Dunn. Look at this wrestling. It's great to see it back. Can Bate get out of the front face lock? Of course he can. Twisters. Twisted out. But now Pete Dunn back. Oh, no. Well, these two men going move for move in the middle of the ring. Done with a cover, but Tyler Bate kicking out. Ah, shoulder up and then Bate trying to roll on his back. Dunn stops this. Rolls him through. Oh. And this is all about trying to get superiority early on. You would feel once you've got in a superior position, be able to take control in this match. And hey, well, roll up attempt there by Pete Dunn, but Bate managing to kick out, uh, and I, both men managing to nip up. Sorry, nip up. Uh, but I want to see a one-on-one meeting, Dunn and Bate again. That match was incredible. Why can't we just? Do you know what I mean? Why can't they do it? Why can't we see this? Bate's got the arm after the commercial. But Dunn's got hold of him now. Tags in Trent Seven. See, look, British wrestlers are tough. They don't need knee pads and elbow pads. Just need a little bit of wrist tape there. And maybe a mouth guard. Well, a huge right hand by Dunn. Seven all. Gets his shoulder up. But he got caught by surprise there. And look at the viciousness of Dunn grabbing Trent Seven's nose. Well, he is the bruiserweight. And uh, Wolfgang tags himself in. A big Scottish man. Well, it's interesting because Wolfgang eliminated Trent Seven from the UK tournament. So Seven's got run for this. Oh, 
<laughs> wow, Seven looked like he was going to chop Wolfgang. Wolfgang ducked and then Seven hit him with a lovely DDT. And now Seven. Twilling the moustache. Oh, done oh. doing the distracting though on the apron. Wolfgang. Oh. oh, wow, he distracted Seven for long enough. Wolfgang takes him down, goes for the cover, oh. but only gets a two count. Two. And now maybe they can finally cut off the ring. I mean, I know Wolfgang and uh, Dunn aren't a tag team, but these are two good individuals. And this is a question. Can two good individuals beat a good team, Dan? Good enough individuals. Like Ambrose and Rollins. They're good individuals. Yeah, but they used to be a team as well. So. Used to be. But, uh, like, you used to like, like, you know, like John Cena and whoever being a team versus a tag team. Sean Michaels, those tag team champions. Exactly. Are they better than the Dudleys? <laughs> yeah, but are Pete Dunne and Wolfgang better than Seven and Bate? Well, I think, yeah, Dunne's better than both of them because uh, Dunne beat him for the UK title recently. He Dunne beat him. <laughs> beat him, beat Dunne beat him. And uh, Wolfgang beat Trent Seven in the tournament. So you would say, statistically anyway, Dunne and Wolfgang are better individually than seven and bait but the team of mustache mountain does that give them an advantage well i can tell you now that wolfgang's probably going to be the full guy <laughs> well wolfgang picking up trent seven. Oh, waist lock and just slams him down face first onto the mat a bit surprised because tyler bait the uh smaller man but then again more experienced in wwe at this point in time he has had more matches in wwe he has been UK champion. That's like Seven hasn't, but Seven's trying to get out of this move from Wolfgang. Yeah, but Seven taught, oh. seven taught Bate everything Bate knows, but did he teach him everything <laughs> Seven knows? Well, I don't know if Bate knew how to hit a suplex like Seven just did on Wolfgang, giving him the chance to make the tag to Tyler Bate. Good, Tyler. Wolf, Wolfgang tags him, done. Tyler's in. Oh, look at that test of strength for the small fella and just throws Pete Dunn over his head and nips up. Go on, moustache man. And now, look at the strength of Tyler Bate. Deadlifting Dunn up. Oh, oh but Dunn flips out of it. Oh. <laughs> it's just so sexy, isn't it? <laughs> Bounces, like, I don't know, on the back of his neck off the top rope in just yeah. sublime fashion. Oh, brilliant. And now, look at this. Helicopter spin. Oh, I bet Dunn's getting dizzy. Oh, my God. God. And Bate, though, he's got... Oh, he's going to do a deadlift and go the other way. His energy's draining. No, he can't do it. He can't, he's been spinning him around. He must have been around 50 times. No, nope, just <laughs> drops him off the back. That's enough. Goes for the cover. Two. Two. Oh, oh, Wolfgang in there to break up the count. Count. And Wolfgang... Did oh. you call me? <laughs> Wolfgang now getting stopped by Trent Seven, who went for the big right hand. Oh! Because caught with a big chop of his own. Done with a big right hand to... Uh, Trent Seven. And now it's bait and Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> Throws his right hand in the air. Dunn looks up and just catches him with a sweet left to the jaw. Oh, but... Oh! Well, a lovely step up in Seguri in response. Oh! <laughs> and then a front flip heel <laughs> kick there by uh, Tyler Bate to Pete Dunn. And now Tyler driving 97, but Wolfgang has got a blind tag. Comes off the top rope oh. with a senton bomb. Going to pin Bate. Free. Oh. <laughs> Wolfgang gets a victory here in what is a tremendous tag team match, but 
Quite a shock. Well, I thought Wolfgang was going to be the full guy and then ended up getting the victory. Yeah, beautiful scent on the back of bait. As we see the end there, and oh my word. Beautifully told match as well. You can't fault that. Oh well, no, it was brilliant. Uh, no, fantastic. And yeah, what a great match that was. And it's potential how great the UK talent is. And Wolfgang, Wolfgang said earlier he wanted a shot at Pete Dunne. These two men here now. Well, the man got the pinfall against the former UK champion. It's a huge statement. So surely... Don't call me Shirley, Dan. That puts him in line for a title shot well, very soon. Let's hope we see what happens in the upcoming weeks. Uh, Dan, before we do the wrap-up, anything else about anything that's happened this past week? No. All right. Oh, hang on. I'll tell you what we do before we go. I was going to do a bit of news before we go because it is Saturday. We were going to uh, do a podcast extra about Mayweather and McGregor, but to be honest with you, after last weekend, I am hyped out. <laughs> I am, and I can't have, you know what I mean, like, thinking to got to stay up to that time and again, oh, yeah, makes me feel sick. But anyway, quick talk, quick predictions. Dan, McGregor, Mayweather, which way do you think it's going to go? Mayweather, fifth. Mayweather in the fifth to knock him out, right, okay. Because it's interesting because we've had all this, you know, all the talk, all the hype, uh, the weigh-in was last night. McGregor is heavier than... Uh, it might be even a stone heavier than Mayweather is going into the fight. Mayweather's... Uh, sorry, McGregor's best chance is first to stand in the centre of the ring and let Mayweather come to him and then they're going to duke it out. If he can catch Mayweather with something, then you know what I mean? That is his only chance. But I feel Mayweather is going to finish off McGregor early on. I don't think they're going to get out four rounds. Uh, I think Mayweather will do it. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But then again, it does feel like a bit like a circus show, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Uh, and it's just it's just ridiculous amount of uh, build-up, especially like on Sky, that I've been doing with it, you know, with the uh, Mayweather-McGregor. Anyway, that's enough of that shit. So let's not forget, <clears throat> this is the start of something very special now for the WNR podcast. Because starting next Saturday, we have got the start of the May Young Classic, WNR 120, uh, and that is going to be fantastic, make no doubt about it. Dan, are you looking forward to the May Young Classic? Yes, it's, uh, you know, if the other tournaments that we've seen are anything to go by, it's going to be an instant classic. Yeah, so that is it for today's show. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WW Network Review or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins. We've also got a friend on Twitter, Dan. Yes, we've got a friend, Minnie. You can come and find him. And he's just trying to make the world a better place. He is at Minnie Chris Benoit. We're also on Facebook. Facebook, you can come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Across all the Google platforms, the Google Plus, the WWE Network Review, send us an email, the WNRpodcast at gmail.com. And on YouTube, subscribe to the WWE Network Review podcast page. There, they've got clips going up every day. Also, podcasts go at the same time as do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're also on Spreaker Radio where we do our live shows there. And of course, iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review. Should say, next time we are live, we'll be Survivor Series weekend. We will promote that once we get a little bit closer in November. And our next big podcast, the WNR125, off the back of the May Young Classic, we are going to have the top 25 women of all 
So that'll be something to look forward to. Anyway, that is all for today's show. I have been James Rose, and as always, always joined by... Damn right. Thanks for listening, everybody, and thank you for listening to us through this entire SummerSlam week. Bye. Bye. Bye.